got all my Christmas rapping done about about four minutes ago. Fucking shit. <laughs> I was really, really pushing the line. Well, I had half of it. I had half of it done this morning. I still got like a fucking and shit ton of here. Fucking shit yeah, ton. I got. It's it's my fault at the end of the day because I had I say half. I actually had all of it done this morning, but my wife was at work and I went in town and hung out with her little sister and we put our minds together and kind of bought some more stuff for her, my there wife. You go. So I had to come back and I had to come back and pack uh, wrap up more gifts. Yeah, I did my so, wrapping yeah. like two weeks ago now. Yeah, I'm Week lazy and, and a procrastinator. <clears throat> I got a fucking shit ton of gifts. And I think about maybe a quarter of them are actually wrapped. Yeah. So, to be lie. fair, the only ones I wrap are the ones that are actually for my girlfriend. So Damn. she wraps all the yeah. others. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm very fortunate this year that I'm on like a four day weekend kind of status. And I'm trying my best to make these days go by slow. But it's it's, it's first day is already gone. Oh, yeah. First day is com- destroyed. So. Hopefully the next few days are going to go slow, which I know is probably not going to happen. Christmas Eve is the day this year that we have to go all over Hills Half Acre and do all the family stuff. So that day is going to fly. So hopefully my Sunday and Tuesday, actual Christmas Day, can go by kind of slow. We'll see. We'll see. It's always hello, everyone. Oh, go. I'm sorry. You I'm sorry. No, 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 let's pull that Fuck back. You. DJ. Fuck DJ. You. DJ. Reel it Fuck back. You. DJ. Reel that back. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know, DJ. I'll let you know, okay? Adam, go right ahead. Oh, man, now it's all hyped up. I was just saying, no, it's I'm fucking always, fuck it's always dumb DJ. when you fucking, your day gets in, ends up getting, like, segmented by, like, different events. Yes. And that's, that's how every yes. single one of my days goes. It's like, get home, and I've got, like, two hours before I need to make dinner. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, what can I do for exactly two hours? And then, boom, yeah. you know. I've got the the next two hours after I make dinner. It's usually like an hour and a half because, you know, get everybody set at the table and get the food cooked and all that. And then, boom, okay, what am I going to do now? And then I've got another two, maybe an hour and a half till it's bedtime. And then the final four hours of the day, asterisk, if nothing comes up, I'll have to myself if I don't feel like yeah. passing out at like nine. <laughs> so, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's let's talk about time off. Yeah, you know, let's talk about let's talk about free time. Cuz I think it this is good. this is a very very important topic to us three because our main hobby, our main pastime, our main okay, we're not at work thing is games. I don't think that this is something that necessarily caters just to us. I think if you're a human fucking being with a job, I'm not even talking about the kids yet. I'm talking about a job. Mm-hmm. You get off of your eight hours of work, say a half an hour to work, half an hour from home. That's being that's being on the on the on the on the bad side. After your nine hours of the day are gone, plus the eight hours you need for sleep, what are you going to spend the rest of your hours doing? And I agree, man. This is why I ha- it's. You feel I feel like such an asshole sometimes when people are like, "Hey, do you want to go out and do this thing?" And Fuck I'm like, we'll "Sit on my ass." I in my really house. don't want to. And on the <laughs> one hand, it looks like, "Well, wow, he's just antisocial," or "Oh, wow, he doesn't want to come hang out with this person," or "Oh, wow, he doesn't do anything but sit home and play games." Man, 
it's not I don't, I don't again i don't think this caters to that it's not just games i think anybody out there that has a pastime aside from say just fucking watching tv you know just being glued to a tv and waiting for the shows to come on everybody has something that they like to do and when i am at work all day i i'm not bragging i'm not putting a feather on my cap i'm not pointing fingers up or down at anybody else i'm talking about me at my job i'm on my feet all day i'm running all day i'm doing a lot of manual la- I, I fucking work my ass off all day so when i get home and i'm good and i'm clear the the first thing that comes to my mind is not oh man what six places can i go now it's whew, i'm home i can relax i can spend insert however many justifiable hours i deem fit to whatever i want to do and i agree adam it it's i don't even have the kid aspect yet i know i already know that's going to change when i have kids so that there goes more hours of my day gone fine gonna raise my kids gonna do the right thing and that, that, like but, what i was saying is it's not even just the oh well you spent this amount of time doing shit it's hey check this out you know you only have this much time until you need to start doing this other thing you know it's like yeah, dinner has got to yeah. get made so what needs to happen before that oh well fucking table's got to get cleared off and i need to make sure we got the dishes cleared all this other yeah that shit fucking piles yeah. up quick hella quick Plus the general the general human nature things of I gotta take a bath I gotta brush my teeth I have to make and or eat dinner food whatever exercise D- exercise clothes have to be done dishes have to be yep. washed yard may have to be mowed and then oh God help you like I'll tell you about in my week some fucking holy hell shit goes wrong with your house you live in yep and it's just say so Chris what do you what do you think on all this yeah I mean it's it's been the same way for me, especially like what I really hate is I'm like when I get a day off work, but then I'm not actually relaxing. Like mm-hmm. my trip, you know, Thanksgiving, I took five days essentially off, you know, to drive down uh-huh. there. But in reality, or it's like six days total, quote unquote, vacation time. But I've got two days traveling there, two days traveling back. And then, you know, Thanksgiving, that day's, you know, driving all over the place or visiting people and stuff. It's like, well, sure, I had six days off work, but how much time did I actually have one, to do anything? One day where you kind of got to choose. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, I did choose. And that's I the, chose uh, the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying is that, that it was like we had already decided that's what's going to happen. So if you would just been yeah. feeling lazy that day, too bad. You got something to do. Yeah, but that morning I <laughs> got to go play putt-putt. You know? There you go. Yeah. It's always good to play putt putt. But uh that's how that that's also how I measure my days like that. When I get, you know, now now that I'm a normal person <laughs> I, I say that with, with with big quotes. Now that I work a morning job and I have evenings off and weekends off pretty much when I think about the weekends, I'm I, I'm I'm already planning Saturday and Sunday come Monday. I'm thinking, okay, do we, what do I have, what do we have to do this weekend? Is there grocery shopping? Is there something coming up? Is there an event we have to go to? Is there a gathering or, or what? And if there's nothing Monday, Tuesday at the latest, I'm already, ah, man, I cannot wait. Can't wait for, to wake up Saturday and enjoy these, all these hours. Mm. It's, 
the moment that something comes up, like like you know something breaking your house or something you forgot you needed to go do, and it's like, well, there's four hours of my day gone. Oh, I hate it. Yeah, adult life, right? Right, man. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's it's like that for me every fucking day, every fucking day. Yeah, you y'all with kids, man. It's just I, I know it's coming, and I'm I'm mentally preparing for it. But <laughs> uh, now I've got that. As I, I I look I look to you, Adam, and well, and you as well, Chris, because you both have kids. And anytime anybody tells me it's like, oh man, because you know how dude bros are, uh, and dude gals are, like, oh, you know when you have kids, you might as well just toss them video games away. You ain't gonna have time. I'm like. So when you had kids, you didn't do anything else. So you're telling me you didn't watch TV, you didn't go play this, you didn't go hang out with people. You did you just ditched a whole don't bullshit me, man. And I go, I got I got two fucking fellow podcasters that have kids. They still play games. Now do do they play games like we did in high school? No, because even I don't play games like I did in high school. But it's not like your hobbies just disappear. Once you have kids, you just tailor those hobbies around your children specifically. That's the way I see uh, it. It's anyway. very true, but I mean, you gotta, you gotta think how far, how how many hours could you sink into something like a Persona game? And me, I'm like, I got an hour here. I got two hours there. Oh yeah. man, I got a four hour day. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that just makes me that just makes me understand that it's just going to take longer, much longer. Man, I'm fine with that. If the game is that good, I mean, it it would suck if you know me and Chris both got Persona Six at the same time and he beat it within two months, but it took me the whole year. But hey, man, it's I'm not. The point is, I'm not going to quit gaming just because. I don't think anybody should have to quit a sound you know non-hurtful hobby or anything just because you have kids you know my when my dad was growing when i was growing up my dad didn't stop hunting and fishing because i was born you know he found a way to squeeze that time in there but that's going back going back to the beginning of this conversation we're talking about the christmas presents that's one that's probably the main reason i can't get those fucking things wrapped (laughs) because i have to find a spot i have to find a slot in time where it is not only where you know, I have the time to do it, you know, to sit down and wrap presents for like a fucking hour and a half, two hours. But I yeah. also have to have it where they're not going to ever get up and catch me in the middle of it. You yeah. Know? So I'm like, yeah. well, I could do it from eight to 10, maybe if none of them get up, which is like a 50 50 gamble times three. So, like, yeah. uh, so I've been I've been waiting on a day where I can just get out of the house and uh, take care of business somewhere. Now, it'll probably take me another hour and a half to get the, all the rest of them wrapped. It's a fucking shit ton of them. Oh my god! And I've I've never been that like handicraft guy. I always had like somebody mm-hmm. else to wrap the presents for me. Yeah, no, yeah. not this year. This year it's all me. So yeah, just wrap them just wrap them in a big ball of paper and put one piece of tape I'm, on it and say, ah, it's uh, cute. The, the dog I'm going to be that guy, that, I'm gonna be that, guy that goes to Walmart and gets a bunch of fucking bags and some of that little oh, yeah. tissue paper. <laughs> Two years ago, that's what I did. Yep. I wrapped a oh, handful wow. of them and everything else was in a bag. Nice. Uh, this year, Amen. I wrapped everything. I finished it and I you know, sent my girlfriend a text saying, I'm done. I'm not wrapping anything else until next year. Turns out there's something I forgot to wrap. So that's going in the stocking. Savage. Yep. 
All, all I know is Christmas is a holiday. Christmas Eve is for, for places is you know pretty much a holiday as well. And I'm year by year, and I mean this is this has been years and years ago, decades ago. I've just slowly got away from feeling like Christmas was a day off. It's a day off from work. It's not necessarily a a, a full off day. So, but it is fun. It's always good to spend time with family and stuff. The presents things, though, man. Do you, gentlemen? Yeah. Do you two get bothered by family members and being like, "Hey, what do you want for Christmas?" Do they do that? Do they pester you? Yeah. I get a lot of that. Like, oh, oh. what do you want? You know what I want? I want some I peace, people, quiet, and a day to myself. I have That's people what I doing want. like, I have family members doing like CIA, CIA under, undercover detective work, trying to find out what to get me for Christmas. And I'm like, man, <laughs> I, I mean, have I they buy not stuff heard of- throughout the year for myself. I buy stuff for my wife Slight. throughout the year. We buy each other stuff. I don't know what you want this magical list of me to just to mm-hmm. pop up and go. These are the 16 things I want for I don't want you, you probably what already I want have is it. to relax and spend time with you with pro- family for you probably Christmas. already That's what have it's called a steam wish list I do and you just but go then like, here's your link know how to operate and you go well I guess you don't love me and you hang up the phone <laughs> oh god <laughs> hello everyone and welcome to the end of time I'm Michael I'm Chris and I'm Adam oh man Nice family just doesn't love you if they don't get to you. Just didn't care enough. You telling me you didn't Google how to use the internet? Come I'm on, I'm the kind of guy that checks the <laughs> checks the back of the card for Hallmark. If it doesn't, then I you know mm. cut them out of the will. Chris, let me ask you a yeah. question, brother. Before we get into news and weeks and all that shit, all right. What happened to SquareSoft, man? <laughs> what really? really happen i mean you're laughing but this is a serious thing man i know uh, i'm bring i'm bringing this question to you because adam and i we you know again we we pretty much work together and we talk about things now again and this was like a soul crushing question that we brought up the other day and the more i keep thinking about it the more the more genuinely sad i get squaresoft used to be something for one it ain't even squaresoft no more i get that part but right they used to be something, man. They had look, like look, we got this tried, true, tested Final Fantasy series for one. But hey, just because we have the fucking balls, we're gonna make a shmup game and we're gonna make a fighting game and we're gonna make other kinds of RPGs. We're just we are at the top of our game. And now they're not that. They're nowhere near that, Chris. What happened, man? That's a that's a good question. <laughs> Pretty sure you make a lot of I mean, money if you could answer that for the Square CEO. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, I mean, really, I don't know. I mean, there's so many, so many things. I mean, really, I mean, a lot of people talk about the point in time when the downhill started was when they merged with Enix. But yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a hard cut or not. I mean, if it is, because I, I would have to actually look at release dates along with that to uh, confirm. But that was part of the Kingdom Hearts thing. When we talked about so it, so you're saying we probably had to do a little bit of homework before that topic. Yeah, <laughs> same, same. I, agree. I mean, if you look at it, and I, I kind of did do a little bit of homework. I think we did, we both did when we were looking at it. But they were already kind of going downhill in my mind. Final Fantasy VIII wasn't as good as Final Fantasy VII to me. Final Fantasy IX was no, even yeah, worse, I, and I was I, already out at ten. I want to say right after ten is when the merger happened. It was like 
Yeah, it was April 1st, 2003 was the Square Enix. Oh, yeah, team. right around that time. That's when I was out. You know, they, at that point, they had already burned through their goodwill on the Final Fantasy series. And yeah. I think a lot of that had to do with some of the, uh, and I've gone into this before, but they had some very, Final Fantasy VII was great and it was terrible for, for different reasons. It kind of cemented that art style as being like acceptable, you mm-hmm. know? And like, I've, I've, we've talked about it before, but like it devolved from, okay, well, now we've got kind of, kind of outrageous clothing, you know, everybody's kind of wearing some, Semi-realistic, but it's just a little bit, you know, audacious kind of looking clothing. Look at Cloud, look at Tifa, look at, you know, Yuffie. Vincent. Vincent yeah. yeah. Then look at Final Fantasy VIII, and they they start having, like, little keychains and fucking extra belts and yep. shit. All all regular-looking people. Mm-hmm. Final I mean, Fantasy IX, just, they tried to make it a little bit different, you know? They're, they still had Kuja yeah. wearing a thong the entire fucking time. <laughs> and then Final Fantasy X came out. And they have a chick wearing nothing but belts as a dress. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now I'm not. Yeah. I'm saying that you know the art isn't the only thing that killed this, but just from a design philosophy, I, I think that the characters started falling off. They started going for, oh man, this guy will be memorable because he's wacky, you know, mm-hmm. or because he's the guy that has the belt for an eyeball or some shit, you know, yeah. and uh, stopped being, stopped really caring about. Okay, well let's. Let's make this a slow, gradual development instead of like a turning point kind of development. Like this guy's an asshole up until he changes. Ugh, I don't know. That's- and all this, and all this is only talking about Final Fantasy. Yeah, you know, we're not talking about them. I I know enough that there's arguments out there that's that can be made for hey hey Square Enix still pushes the envelope. I mean, they do have the. Uh, Chris, what was that? What was that game that they put out last year? They made a sequel to this year. Uh, it featured the the two young girls, and it was kind of about magic. Shit, I can't remember the name uh, of this game. No clue. Mm, we'll take a look into that. We'll we'll get our we'll get our fact checker on Uh-oh. that. Uh, life is strange. Oh, I was about to say, are you life talking about is life strange. Is strange. Just- yeah. So there there you go. You got kind of like a graphic novel sort of you know. Uh, choose your own adventure style story kind of text-based not text-based but uh like like mass effect you know pick your own solution kind of shit okay there's that sure whatever and then i guess the, the quiet man tried something sure much in the same way that like er guys tried to be a fighting game and just didn't quite match up but even then i just this this is what i was thinking about when I think of the PlayStation era, PlayStation One era, mm-hmm. if I'm, ju- if, if of course you got Final Fantasy Seven, Eight, and Nine. That's not including the Final Fantasy remakes and the re-releases and all that shit. But you had, so you had at least three games, three Final Fantasies. There was Urgeis, a fighting game. There was Einhander, a shmup. There was uh, Parasite Eve, an action RPG ish. Uh, there was Xenogears, another RPG. I mean, you could you could just rattle off these like, look, they went they went around, they went, they tried different things. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget but about today, your front missions and your uh, and your Phantom mission, van, yeah, uh, not Vandal Hearts, but uh, oh, what the fuck was it called? Vagrant Story, Final Fantasy. Vagrant story, Final Fantasy Tactics. I mean, you could just... I realize that I'm lumping in an entire era. I get that. Saga Frontier. Uh, the Legend of Mana. I mean, we. There, you could just look at PlayStation 
Squaresoft releases, and you can. There's got to be more than ten. There's there's a couple handfuls of oh, yeah. games, and even a and a good yeah, and a good half of that hand half of those handfuls are good games. And I I, I know the PlayStation Four era isn't over, and the, the PlayStation Three one pretty is. What all did we have on the PlayStation Three from Square? The fact that I I have to go look that up. The fact that I have to go to a uh, Google and type in PlayStation 3 Final Fantasy, I mean, uh, Square Enix games, that upsets me. That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Look at PlayStation 4. I mean, you got Final Fantasy 15. Whoop-de-woo, there's a one right off the bat. And sure, Dragon Quest 11. I'll give you that one too. But I can't, I don't have two fucking hot red barrel shotguns going off going, that's a game and that's a game and look at all this stuff they're trying. I, I, I miss that company. I miss that Squaresoft. I miss even brush Final Fantasy aside. I'm I'm over Final Fantasy's not coming out or coming out and not blowing my mind anymore. Squaresoft was not just Final Fantasy back in the day. That's not the only thing they were. That was their that was their biggest pole. That was their biggest flag. Yes, but they were like, yeah, we we dip our hands in all all kind of other things. We just we'll just fucking throw some shit out there. Today it's. Mm, You'll get a Final Fantasy, and you'll get a Dragon Quest, and fucking, I don't know, man. Something. Maybe, I miss maybe we'll, make, man. we'll put out Tomb Raider or something like that. You know, while we're on the topic, I thought about something the other day, thinking about how, you know, the seven remakes never come out, thinking about all the terrible things Adam was, you know, mentioning that we don't ever want to see. But then I had a thought, and that thought was, what if it's good? Yeah. What if the remake is actually good? Yeah. Then they'll milk it for every fucking dime they can get out of it. Paid DLC, yeah, you'll if, get be able to bling out the high wind with fucking spinners and shit. All right, we're being positive here, oh, okay? okay. We, if it's good, you might actually see them. Best case scenario, they revert to their old style and try to bring back the uh, the old feel of RPGs. Worst case, well, I, I don't, I don't think they're gonna do that. Worst case, <laughs> they're gonna go in the in a very different direction. At the very least, you're going to charge up their ability to make Final Fantasy 16 if it's good. They'll Everybody will be hyped for it, and they'll be like, oh, maybe Square's back on their game. You know, people will be writing articles like, oh, man, the guy who directed the remake is going to do this next game, and blah, 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 blah. There, there are some positives I see coming out of it, but I don't see any major policy shifts internally at Square happening, regardless of how it does. Do you, do we think, gentlemen? I'm sure we could do some some research on this to figure out s- somewhat concrete answers. But do we think that one of the reasons, if not the biggest reason, why Square is not what they used to be? Do you think it's money? Do you think it's like? Do you just think it's it's, it's well, money? money? Is what led to them having to merge with Enix in the first place. They mm. they started putting yeah. out those games and they started wasting money on weird side projects and it uh it got them killed. I ask. I ask because if what Chris is saying is true, if we're, if we're following the positivity here and Square Enix releases the Final Fantasy VII Remake and it doesn't just do great, it fucking blows records and and, and just, just has all the world pointing fingers back at Square going, fucking Final Fantasy VII, yeah! If it generates enough revenue, maybe that could be a spark for them to get back to and I say them, mainly Square, but them as a company, to get back to that, yeah, let's, you know, let's fucking, let's flex our fingers here, crack our knuckles a little bit, 
snap our neck around. Let's, let's let's try some stuff like we used to back in the day. Let's try to make an impact, you know. Let's try to be something as opposed to that company that died. I hope so. I do. Yeah. yeah that's a twofold hope for seven being good, you know. I mean, a lot of these games have been style over substance, but exactly. I was just yeah. about to say that. I think if they can get away from trying to make the games look as pretty as they can, they'll be on a better uh, path. Yeah. Uh, the big hurdle. It's, it's, I think. I th- yeah, I was gonna say the big, the big hurdle for them is going to be not giving in and then immediately remaking eight, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> That's yeah. that. That I think is gonna be the is gonna be the the pull. It's gonna be like, oh man, Final Fantasy VIII remake. They reveal this at like E three, and it's like boo, and people are just <laughs> like. Well, I thought this is what you wanted. You liked the seven remake, didn't you? No, we don't want you to remake every fucking game. That's not what we were asking yeah. for. What what I wonder, and this is more of the the pulse of the gaming community as a whole worldwide. I hope that the gaming community as a whole doesn't want just pretty graphics. I hope the gaming community as a whole wants Square to, not only for the 7 remake, but just in any game, to just get back to making good shit. And if they they do, if that's what gamers really want, and Square delivers, we're on point. We're solid. I can tell you from my perspective, having just replayed Final Fantasy 7 this year... It was the PC version, and I was just fine. I could I could out loud say, "Yeah, it's dated. Uh, yes, the graphics are not you know what today's are, all that." But I was fine with it. You know, I don't I don't need the most beautiful, luscious grass graphics around. I need Square to come back and be the Titans that they used to be. That's what I need, yeah. and I don't need the graphics to do that. I need the gameplay and the wow and the stories and the the shock factor, you know? Yeah, I was thinking about, like, Dragon Quest. That's another one of their long-running series. It's not—it looks good, but it's not the same, you know, realistic style. It's a totally different art style, but it still looks good, and that's, I think, allowing the game— because I was just looking to see what kind of reception it got overall, because I haven't, still haven't played much of it, but— it was well received, got good ratings, mm-hmm. and they didn't have to do that, you know, Final Fantasy fifteen photorealistic attempt at graphics, you know. They just mm-hmm. had a solid gameplay, solid core game, and that's all you need. It's an RPG. Yep. I, I, I just hope they don't get caught up in that. You know, I hope they don't. It, it they've proven i mean they have a whole entire movie to show that they can too if you if you if you kind of if just for graphics you want to count spears within i mean they've proven that if they want to sit down and make good graphics they can do it we believe you we know you can what we don't believe in you what well i speak for myself what i don't believe in you square is that you can do the shit you used to do which is have me reading something going, oh, there's a new Square game coming up. What's this? What's this fucking thing about? It's it's got fucking mechs in it. Or oh, look at this. They're doing a real time strategy game. What is that? Wow. Like yeah. I don't get that today. When I see a Square game coming out or being announced, it's uh, I, I mean okay. I hope they don't fuck it up. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like I please mean, God, no real... don't let them fuck this shit up again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no real. It is they're they're no longer one of those developers that you go oh really it's a square game that that's not one that one of those things 
Yeah. yeah, you just don't have that same that same like hype machine building for the new Final Fantasy coming out. You know, it used to be like a fucking event. GameStop employees yeah. dying, you know, and being stampeded <laughs> to death. Now it's, like, it's just not that way anymore. Speaking of GameStop, it's a good segue, Adam. Just want to just want to send a PA out there to uh, to GameStop and any other retail company, not not even gaming specific. If I go to your store, if I go to your establishment, and you have something on the wall, and it's there, and I go to the counter and say, hey, I want that, and you say, I'm sorry, I don't have that in stock. And I say, well, the box is right there on the wall, and your response to me is, we are required by the company policy to keep it up there. Fucking what? (laughs) No. (laughs) What? to, To tease me? To fucking jerk me off? What What is the point of having something up there and I go to you and say I want that and you go, yeah, we don't have that. Uh, 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 mm. So that's just a, a small little gripe that I have. Yeah. Uh, any well actually from last week, gentlemen? I can't think of any. I think the ones that we had, we corrected on the spot if we even had any. I don't think so. So I, th- I think we're solid on that end. Any news? Any news that popped up this week before we roll in the weeks? Uh, I feel like there was something, but I didn't write it Same. down, so I don't remember now. I, f- I feel like we say this every week. And I feel so bad about that <laughs> because, again, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, mm, there is a very, very, very big news thing that happened this week. So, oh, man, and I forget what day this happened. Uh, this happened early in the morning when I, when it came, when it became solidified. So I was randomly checking the Twitter, our Twitter feed, which I never, I really honestly, folks, I never do because nobody ever actually really tweets us, but I just happened to pull it up. I'd pulled up like our email and Twitter and all at the same time. And I saw, I saw some, cause I have so many people not not just people but like websites and stuff uh connected on our twitter and i saw some things here and there about uh two best friends or no more and the super best friends are posting their last episode up or something like that and at first i honestly thought it was a joke i literally chuckled out loud going huh, what the fuck are they doing now because oh man they might do some trolling shit like that and then I click on my YouTube chip. I, I open my favorites, go to my YouTube page, and at the very top, two best friends' final episode or final, something like that. I was like, the hell is this? And I click it, and it is a video of Wooly and Matt and Pat just talking into the camera, and the super best friends are done. They're over. Yeah. Uh, Matt. Or Wooly was talking first, and he was, uh, again, I, I'm going to do a lot of loose paraphrasing here, but basically, uh, for those people that don't know, Super Best Friends is a YouTube channel, fairly popular, at least in my eyes. They are my, they were my quintessential YouTube channel. They were, they were, they were the best to me. They've been around, God, I think nine something years, they said, mm-hmm. and, uh, They've got all kind of content out there. They got so many games they play. They do Halloween specials. They do uh, E3 coverages. 
they they're really heavy into the fighting scene. They got a lot of fighting game stuff, and and true enough to the to, to this day, they also have their own solo content too, which they discuss in the final video. But I have watched those guys damn near since they started. I think I subscribed to their channel like maybe two or three weeks after their first videos, and uh, from their shows, man, to their podcasts, they were my absolute. If I sound down right now, every time I think about this, it is because this is. This is like somebody having a TV channel destroyed. Like, uh, there's, they're, they're done. And uh, so the video plays, and it's Wooly talking to the camera first. And he's like, hey, you know, this is the last video you're going to see on the Super Best Friends channel, yada, yada, yada. Uh, he didn't give details, but he was like, yeah, basically Matt and Pat are no longer friends. Uh, work kind of got in the way, this, that, and the other things. So this is it. And then uh, Matt got on there is like, you know, we want to thank everybody, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, I've still got my own solo channel. I still stream on Twitch. And then Pat got on, said the same thing. You know, thanks, everybody, for all the years and all this stuff. And I'll be doing my solo stuff, too. All three of them have their own solo channels going on. I think at least Pat definitely streams on Twitch with his, uh, with his girlfriend, which I hear is super fucking popular. Uh, I think Wooly's starting to stream a little bit as well. Yeah, Wooly uh, had they, a stream earlier. Yeah, they did say that the uh, the super best friend the podcast will continue. However, it will probably just be Pat and Wooly, and they've already rebranded it to uh, Castle Super Friends or Castle Super Beast, something like that. Yeah, they have not produced a new episode yet, but they may be waiting till after the holidays and whatnot. But Man, I'm not. I'm. I am not bullshitting you, gentlemen and guys and gals. I am not exaggerating. I was in a sour. Fun, I was. I was this close to just going in the bedroom and waking my wife up just to talk to her. It was. It fucking hit me hard. Uh, this probably about as much pro, uh, more than when I heard like Aaron and John from Game Grumps broke the fuck up. So I mean, it's. It's fortunate that, again, they all three have their own solo stuff. So, if, you know, I mean, they're not gone. They didn't just disband and dis disappear from the Internet. They're, they have their own thing. But as the audience should be able to tell, and as us three can tell, especially when we're on episodes together, there is no other dynamic than having more than one person in a room conversating mm -hmm. you know just carrying conversation and interacting and giving two of the same opinions or two diverse separate opinions or three people just had just the conversation the dynamics that those three had together i fucking loved i loved it i loved it and it it's, it sucks man it really does suck I wish them all the best. I, I really do hope they continue their podcast. Uh, I think Wooly as well. How to, he's, he's, he just started his own solo podcast as well. Uh, I don't know if he's having guests or whatnot. Um, I don't know all the specific details of their individual stuff because I honestly never checked it out, even though they've been doing some solo stuff for, for quite some time. I thought it was very funny. They not Well, not funny like haha, but like, peculiar when the second to last episode or the last episode of the podcast well it was like yeah so i'm starting my own podcast now at, at that moment i was like man why are they doing so much solo stuff like uh, do they have this much time like damn how do you how do you make this youtube channel with three individuals and play all these games and have so many subscribers but you still have enough time to go do your own individual channels of of streaming content and 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 podcasts but man now now i see now, now i guess they have all the time
All the time in the world. I'm sorry, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't mean to be a Debbie Downer. I hope it didn't. Uh, it's just, man, it's that that's 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 a solid. That's that's a big hit for me. That that really was. I do have other YouTube channels, of course. I've got like fifty or sixty other people. I I get videos daily, like everybody else in life. But I mean, that's like me be that, that was like me being thirteen years old and a Disney Channel just just disappearing. Like, yep, no more Tailspin, <laughs> no more Darkwing Duck, no more DuckTales. You just go find something else, and it, it, it really sucked. But, yeah, Chris, uh, I, again, I do feel like I say this every week, but the fact that I listen to two or three other video game podcasts and I hear things, and in the middle of me hearing these things, I go, oh, what? And, oh, man, I, I got to put my two cents in on, on, on our podcast, and then... I always forget it. It's a it's a drawback of of having podcasts usually come out like Monday or Tuesday, but we don't record till Thursday or Friday. I just I just forget. So if there was something really really big, it'll either pop into my brain or uh, or it won't. I heard uh, EA's stock has gone down like twenty one billion dollars over the last like couple of months. How do you feel about that? Awesome. That's what they fucking get. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> So, uh, that's a, I don't know what, you know, whether it's just like the economy doing its thing or if that's because of, you know, all the controversy and all that crap that they've had. You've got different people on YouTube saying different things, but yeah, it's just, it's so satisfying to know that they're getting punched in the fucking mouth for this shit. You know, just all the, all the crap that they've had, you know, ugh. Now I remember I, I, I'm saying this in a nice way. I remember you kind of, sort of going to bat for EA a few times, yeah. saying you know like like a lot of the games that had major issues, they all didn't boil down to EA. Yep. I'm saying this because I kind of want to know, without spending two hours on this, do we really honestly feel like EA as a video video game company is? Are, are they are they that bad, or are we just jumping on the EA's bad hype train? I don't think so. I don't think EA it is if, bad per se because they're good. They're good in bad aspects of EA. Uh, EA can take a small little fledgling, barely fucking making it studio, and give them enough money to shit out gold. Triple A, you know, they go from making just barely functional titles to quality triple A products. That's a great thing. They're good scouts of talent. Unfortunately, with that, they start to become more big because they like to meddle with that talent they produce. They're like, okay, well, let's. How do we make this fit like the most large demographic of people possible, or make this? Uh, you know, people like multiplayer. Throw some multiplayer in there. This is an RPG. No, oh, multiplayer. Everybody likes multiplayer. You'll get twenty percent more sales if you put multiplayer in this fucking game. You know. Loot boxes, you know, you know yeah, stuff like that. I mean, you know, like microtransactions. The <laughs> they aren't the only ones. In fact, uh, oh man, this is kind of another little piece of news that I was holding on to. But it turns out that there are some internal changes going on at Blizzard because apparently I was just looking at that. Apparently, over the last year, um, Activision, which is EA's evil twin brother that doesn't ever get noticed. Activision is bigger than EA, and they're fucking way more sinister. There's just nobody gives them shit when they, you know, when they do the same shit EA does. Um, they've been putting their fucking they they t- 
took like one of their finance officers and made them CEO of Blizzard. And her first thing was, we're going to try to cut costs. And so uh, you have all these ancillary workers that work with the developer that are, you know, they, they're basically being paid to leave. So just so that they can get, yeah. you know, get pushed out the door faster and kind of lower the overhead costs of the stuff. And They've had a buyout program basically take a severance and you can leave and you give up other stuff whatever mm -hmm. but they've ex and they've expanded yeah, it. they've expanded it out to you know different little positions throughout the uh the company but i thought that was like it if you have like your game time moment you know your your big head honcho your leader comes up and they said all right in this our yearly like here's our game plan for the year i'm not going to talk about our next big game release I'm going to talk about how we're going to cut costs. What does that mean? I mean, is this a hotter fire than fucking the new WoW expansion? You know, what, what should you be talking about at this meeting? It should be like, okay, well, we need to make sure that we're following, we're hitting all our fucking notes and we're making the best fucking game possible and da 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 to get the best fucking product. But when they bring in an outsider and that's their first statement is like, we need to cut stuff. We need to do more with less. That, that those kind of words are just like, ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And apparently it has some tie overall with why Heroes of the Storm no longer is going to have a eSports program. Yep. That was another thing. And they reduced the staff. So, mate, you see Activision does the same shit. But going back to what uh, you were talking about, Mike, the as far as EA, uh, with stuff like uh, take Mass Effect Andromeda. Okay. That game exploded on the launch pad just utterly yeah. fucking it didn't even get as high as like the challenger it was just like kaboom you know um there were a lot of things that were wrong with that but i don't think you can blame any of it on ea does that make sense mm -hmm. like yeah. there were internal issues going on at bioware and if it's if you can point and say well this is what was fucked up then you should you should be scrutinizing the people who fucked up, not just EA in general, just to bash EA. I get that EA's evil or whatever, but you know, they they definitely didn't have jack shit to do with that. As far as I as far as I've been told and have read. They didn't So what so what what we have here is a company that develops a game, handing that game to a company that pushes the game out there mm -hmm. and then the game the company that pushes it out there says I don't care as long as it's making money. That's what I'm No, hearing. that's not. They say it will make more money if you do this, so do this. And that's where yeah. that's why EA becomes an asshole. When you see stuff like Battlefront and the loot boxes and all this other crap. And right, you, what, right. The homogenization yeah, and all that yeah, shit. I mean, you know, you look at the behind the scenes stuff and um, like uh, with all the controversy on the Battlefield game. They immediately fired mm -hmm. the dude that fucking insulted the fans. The fans, his ass was gone. Yeah, yeah. they were like, "Yep, nope, mm -hmm. you resign now or be fired." You know, that didn't take a week. He was gone, and this is like the yeah. the lead developer of Dice. So if they're willing to do stuff like that, that shows that they care and they know that this you know bad public bad PR is hurting their bottom line. But it's just you know how many mistakes can you make before people start calling you evil? Well. EA's been called evil for at least the last decade. Yeah. That's just because they buy up companies and then they stick their little fingers into them and start adding features that nobody wanted. Yeah. that that That's how I feel when I look at EA. 
you know, I, uh, they are profit first. That's how I feel about it. And having worked with companies before that are profit first and having, you know, relationships with that mentality, it's, it's, I see people hovering over game designers going, uh, 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 not that way. And they're like, well, this is my idea, my creativity. That's not going to generate the dollars, though, Bill. That's not going to do that. You need to put this in and this in. Well, this bastardizes the whole entire battle mechanic. But it generates us money, Bill. So this is what we want. And it's uh, that shit I don't like. And if you look at, like, Mass Effect 3 and, like, the co-op aspect of it, that kind of stuff is, is probably indicative of EA's influence. When you start seeing stuff like that, like, why does this game have a multiplayer? It's an RPG, you know? <laughs> so that kind of stuff is, is where that where I draw the line at what I think their influence is. We'll have a we'll have a more in depth EA discussion someday on an episode. But yeah, I I don't I don't have the most horrible, disgusting, bad things to say about EA, but I definitely don't look at them as like a saving grace. That's that that's my bottom line with them. Uh Let's get into weeks. Let's get into weeks. Uh, let's see. It was Adam, me, and Chris last week. So I guess me, Chris. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, so my week was going actually pretty good, guys. It was it was it was trucking along, and I hit two 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 roadblocks. Oh. One pretty small. One pretty small. One big fucker. A couple couple days ago. Oh, let's start with the small one though. Uh, actually, let me let me do what I normally do: non-gaming. Um, went and saw a movie. Didn't we see a movie recently? Oh yeah, we went and saw Harry Potter and huh? Harry Potter and huh? It's not Harry. No, it's not. It's not Harry Potter. It's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. But it was the tri- tri- Trials of Crimes of Grindelwald. You're you know, just can't get like a whole I know. book. You're absolutely it's like, that was like 37 <laughs> Look, straight half titles. It, Man, it was like the it trials has, of the age of. Wow. This is not my fault. No, and I feel is. so bad because. It. No, it's not. The, it's got fucking 26 words in the fucking movie title. It's totally your fault. No. Your, I should be a look good it producer up right and now. take your notes. That's right. <laughs> well, apparently. Some people don't want us to take notes uh, anymore. If you can't fucking so. form a sentence without them, then yeah, you're good. Go ahead, man. <laughs> Go ahead. If it's that bad. It's not my fault the fucking movie's got 13 words, all right? Jesus. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. There. There you go. Did it. Good job. Uh, I mentioned this uh, the week before. I mentioned this the episode before that, that uh, my wife and I... Uh, had she's she'd seen it a few times, but we watched the Fantastic Beasts and were to find the movie well, when we were at Disney. I, 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 we're gonna marathon the entire Harry Potter series sometime, probably this year. But of those two, I really prefer the Fantastic Beasts. I I like the characters in it. I especially like Newt. I'm just a big fan of that guy. I, li- I like his his heart and his mentality. And this movie was good. It was it was I. I don't really have a preference over the two right now that I enjoyed them equally. Had a good time in the theater. I saw a couple movies here at the house. Real and quick. I had, okay. Before uh, we change topics on the Harry Potter thing, those movies are actually coming to Netflix in January. They're all coming to Netflix? Yep. It says wow. all eight movies. 
Cool. Neat. We, I think we have. I'm pretty sure we already have all of them, so we'll get to watch it. But that's that is good to know. That's that's nice that you can go to Netflix and get it. It's a one stop shop. Awesome. Yep. Uh, so I watched a few movies here at the house. Uh, Mile Twenty Two. This is a movie. I it was. Either, I think it came out this year. Uh, it's it's got uh, our boy Marky Mark in it, and I was pretty excited to see this movie because it was that uh, kind of like special forces fucking gung ho guy. And without even looking this up, which I would, if one of you two could look up Mile Twenty Two and see who the director is. I want to say this was the whole time during this movie. I got really, really, really big uh, Transformers vibes. Like I feel like that was the same fucking director, Peter Berg. Uh, okay, well, God Peter damn it, Dinklage I was wrong. Directed this. That's not what I well, said at all. The uh, I'll, I'll admit, tell you right now, guys, I quit this movie about an hour in. I didn't even finish it. I, I just couldn't get over the corny, hokey, just jokes. It just it did not sit well with me. So, eh, had a decent premise, but I think it, it tried to be more than what it actually is. Like it kept have it kept having these shots of like Marky Mark trying to give these like uh, prophetic like maybe quotes and shit, and it just it felt it felt just a bit too forced. So I don't even know how it ended. I've heard somebody, somebody told me it had like a really twisty kind of ending, but eh, I, I don't know. Mission Impossible Fallout was another movie I watched. I enjoyed it. I cannot stress this enough. I have yet to find a Mission Impossible movie that I don't like, except for the second one. It's like the Devil May Cry saga, almost. It really is. <laughs> I didn't care for the second one. I thought that was a super low in this series, but that fucking series bounced back with number three. That is my absolute favorite, and all the ones after I've loved. This one was just as good. It had a really good antagonist, uh, pretty decent story, a lot of action scenes, and made me laugh. All It's just a good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, let me see. I know I watched another one. Uh, Clove Hitch Killer. This was uh, this is a murder suspense kind of thing. Spoiler free. Uh, barely, uh, barely want to talk about this at all because I just I just don't want to spoil it. But guy, uh, a young a young teenage boy uh, starts to suspect that his father is a serial killer, and that's about the that's the most that I want to go into it. Um, Foreigner, I know I saw one more. I think that's it for now. Yep, that's all I've seen for now. Uh, so the first hiccup happened a few days ago, and I, I, I felt so cap in hand when I did it, but I had to. Uh, I went to Adam and said, man, Adam, look, bottom line, man, I dropped, I dropped Xeno Gears. I, I've stopped playing that game. Uh, a lot of things led up to it. You fucking I, I know, man. I mean, sorry, not sorry, though. I mean, I can't. I, I don't like forcing myself through a game. I never feel like I should ever have to do that. And I know you talk so highly about this game and that is never going to discredit this game on your side. Like, not, my dislike for this game is not going to take away your adoration for it at all. But 
there's just a series of things that led up to it. It wasn't a hard quit because of one stupid thing. It was, I kind of, I'd say about five or six hours back, I started kind of losing track of what was going on. I was just given more information that I, that I felt like I could handle. I did at least three separate story missions that I have no fucking idea why I was doing it. They were throwing more names at me and more convoluted twists and all this stuff. And I understand because I can hear, I can hear the walls of lava approaching me now. I understand, guys and gals, that this is a game that if you just don't get it, which fuck you, people don't get this game. You do have to play this multiple times. You may have to read a plot summary. You may have to watch a movie guide through it. It's going to take a lot of effort, a lot of work to understand fully this story. I do also understand that once you do have your mind wrapped around the story of Xenogears, it is a well it is a good story. Not a well-told story, but a damn good story. I get that. I hear all of this. But this is essentially my first playthrough. I played it back in high school, so this is close to two decades ago, and I have forgotten every... I don't even know how the fuck I got through this game in high school. I don't know. The only thing I can think, uh, Adam, is that I went through this game step by step, and once my mind kind of lost the track of what I was doing and why I was doing it, I just went, okay, talk to people, find out where to go, go there. Talk to the next people, find out where to go, go there. Talk to the next person, boss fight. What do I do next? Go there. What do I do next? I think I just systematically beat this game. I don't think that I beat this game like, oh, I know where the next plot point's going and, oh, I wonder what the next question is. And No, I think I just, I just video gamed this game and beat it because I'm a 36-year-old man and and I, I'm kind of smart-ish, but I just, I lost it. I, I could, the thing that broke the, the straw that broke the camel's back for me, Chris, if you remember me talking about Final Fantasy VIII, how like I was kind of sort of liking it, kind of sort of getting into it. But after yeah. about the fourth or fifth time, they threw some random fucking thing in there that I had no idea what it was. And I just didn't understand. I was like, fuck this game. Like, that's what Xenogears did to me. Again, they name dropped like three or four things in the same story cutscene. And I'm like, I have no idea who the fuck y'all are talking about or what you're talking about. And I, I, I was just done. No. I, I had enough. You, I was it, just done. I don't want to force myself through a game. You have to be able to speak in complete sentences to, to actually be able to understand <laughs> it. So, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Um, I see, I do see the positivities in this game though. I do just like I did with eight with final fantasy eight. I do see parts in it where it shines. Uh, I do like the stylistic choice of doing nothing but, uh, for the uh, sprite graphics. I love that. I love that in so many levels because, and I, I told Adam this several times, I actually cannot use the game counter to tell how many hours I played because, uh, it just, it's it's totally inaccurate. I want to say I put close to 40 or 50 hours in this game. And I kept asking Adam, like, where do you think I am as far as, like, disc one? And he's like, nah, man, you got a ways to go. So I think the 
stylistic choice of saying we're going to use an absolute fuck ton of sprites instead of having all these super glamorous high res CG cutscenes, it added more gameplay per disc. I can see that. That's 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 nice. Mm-hmm. The the battle system, I do like the death blow system. I like the, you know, keep using this and you'll get new things and if you use these in battle, they'll have more effect. I I like that. That, that was nice. But I just, I just, I just, I just couldn't, man. There's, I just couldn't. Yeah, I don't. And I, it's, it's hard for me to kind of understand how you can get lost, but at the same time, I've already figured it out. You know, okay, I know who they're saying when they say when they pull something out of their ass, like uh, the Ethos or the Gazelle Ministry or Solaris. I, I know what they're talking about. You know. Yeah. And so if they were just to pull this out for the very first time and you've never heard it before at all, they're speaking plainly like they would to each other. They're not speaking for the yeah. benefit of giving you exposition. They're not saying, yeah. Solaris, you mean that country that floats up in the sky that secretly controls everything? Er. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. They're not, they're not yeah. just trying to talk to each other in a way to make you comprehend it. They're going to talk about things in the way that you know they actually would. Um, so yeah, I can, I can understand why it, there's a lot of text. Xenogears is a lot of story to, to wrap your head around. And, uh, and if you can't get into it, then you won't get into it. I want to so equate good. this for the people out there in, in the audience. If you've, and maybe this will help clarify some things for you two as well. If you, did you, did you guys ever hear of a movie? Uh, it's, this is a Disney movie, uh, called John Carter. Did, did this name ever ring a bell? I think I've heard, I've of, heard it. of it. Well, a reason. So this movie, this movie bombed. Uh, I do not have numbers in front of me. I should have just clicked the link. I just had up and maybe I can pull some facts up. But the main thing that I have heard from and when I say multiple, I mean almost every single person, be it in real life, podcast, YouTube video, whatever that has ever talked about John Carter they all universally say the same thing. The problem with John Carter was that they kept throwing names of things at you and you had no idea. And just like you said, Adam, they would talk to each other in this speech in this way. They're speaking English. They're speaking just plain fine English, but they're talking about things as if everybody else around them knows what's going on. So you and the audience are hearing these sentences and going, what the fuck are they talking about? Maybe it'll be it explained later, and half the things in the movie got explained, half of them didn't. So you just had to take this movie as being wow, so so mysterious and so like code wordy were uh, worded, and it just didn't fucking work. That is a big problem with Xeno Gears. Now I again I do understand that if I could just play, if I could just play this sixty to eighty hour RPG back to back to back two or three times i would probably get it it would all click i just don't want to do all that. the piece all the pieces are there it does and if you're yeah. hyper observant about it you can get it but it, yeah as far as like not knowing why you're do- I, I never i don't ever remember having a problem with why i was doing something and i think yeah. that might be because of the lapses in time between you doing thing a and thing b but when they say, hey, look, we need to go do this thing, it's for an express purpose. I feel like maybe, yeah. maybe your thumb was going a little bit too fast and skipped a box or two. but uh, It could have because yeah, 
I mean, they do give you a lot of dialogue, and it's usually all very important. There's a lot of times where somebody says, hey, that's the dot, 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 and you skip past that, and they, you, oh, shit, what were they referencing? Yep. They were referencing there something. Is no, oh, there is shit, no going back it. either. So once you hit that X yeah. button, that fucking shit's gone. Uh, but yeah. and, uh, whenever Sighton and Faye have a conversation, and they're like, I think our next step should be to go and do this thing for this person, you know, so that we can further find out more about what we're trying to do with this. Yeah, if there's, yeah. you know, that's why you're doing it. If you don't know why you're going someplace, that's a, that's a red flag to me because they, they yeah. do explain that much. Well, don't, uh, I guess this is kind of to Chris then, and then maybe the audience as a whole, like, don't, don't let my, I, I'm not, I'm not going to shit on this game. Okay. I shit on Final Fantasy VIII for other reasons. I mean, Final Fantasy VIII had a lot to go, going for it. And then even took its own game with a running start, but then fucking face planted for me. Uh, it might be a little bit of, uh, just, just just whiny guy hatred for eight but i don't hate xenogears it's not a horrible game i just got fed up with it i see enough positivity there that if people can can work through it and if they've never played it before uh, maybe maybe they'll get maybe they'll get it and get a better experience than i ever got out of it but for me i just I just put it down. I also think, and I think you may have brought this up before, Adam, and I think if you did, if you did bring it up before, I'm telling you, you're, you're reading my mind. It could just be that I just missed my time with this game. Yeah. You know, this could be one of those games that you just, I just can't seem to go back and just have the magic of, you know, 96 or 97 or 98, whatever year it came out, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, this is one could, of those games that be. is best enjoyed in binges because you read yeah. it like a book. And you play it like a book, mm-hmm. and there's a lot going on, and there's a lot to keep track of, and you know, even going through it back as an adult, I have to con- constantly remind myself what I'm, what it is I'm doing, and all this. And I beat the shit out of it back in 1998 when it came out. So yeah, oh, sorry you didn't have fun with I, it. I agree with I agree with you wholeheartedly with what you said in uh, before about as well. Like if the, they this game. This game deserves a remake for many reasons. I mean, it's got a lot going for it. It has a lot of potential. If they could just, man, Adam, they could re-engineer the story design. Period. They just do it you Persona know, Five un- style and have everything voice they acted. They could unmemento the story and fucking tell it in a somewhat linear fashion, and maybe it'd work. You know, keep your keep your illusions there, but keep your allusions there, but keep them. Keep them sort of in your face, not so fucking. It would benefit greatly from concepts that came afterwards, like concepts like a codex. Yes. If you could open up the menu and find a codex and be like, what the fuck is the Gazelle Ministry? Yeah. And, you know, the codex updated as you found more and more stuff out. And that kind of thing would be extremely useful. I feel that this game got a remake slash up-res with a just different way, a different storytelling methodology. I think it'd be so fucking good. I really do. If, But, uh, yeah. So so that's the end of that. Uh, uh, see. Ah, fuck it. I guess I'll tell the other hump then before I get into my games. Uh, so, wife hollers at me from the bathroom. In a slightly panicked voice, a couple nights ago, uh, baby, the uh, bathroom, the the bathtub is not draining water. 
Oh boy, this is what this is what I, like I was talking about earlier, guys. Where it's like, oh man, what what hell am I having? To, what's <laughs> my night's about to be shot? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'll get lucky and you can can just go put a plunger or some kind of fucking drain uh, unclogging mechanism, and then I'll be on my way. So I went in there, grabbed a clean plunger, started fucking plunging the bathtub. Nothing, not moving. Got a puddle of water in there. No big deal. Next door is a toilet, and I was like, all right, let me take the other plunger we have. Let's try to plunge these together and see if maybe there's something, just some kind of big blockage. Who knows? Nothing. And I'm talking heavy fucking forceful plunging. Nothing's happening. I say, well, shit. Well, let me go check the front bathrooms and see how that is. As I pass by the shower, there's a gigantic puddle of water in the bottom of the shower not draining. It's like... We didn't even take a shower. Where the fuck did this water come from? What the fuck's going on? Mind you, it's about it's about eight eight thirty at night. Uh, sorry, about ten o'clock at night, and it is raining outside. Not pouring, but definitely cold and definitely raining. I go to the front bathroom, and my toilet is fucking spewing water all over the floor. Why? What the holy fuck? I, t- I told Adam this uh, this story. This is going. This is my wife got to see me go from ah, uh, let's just fucking get to holy fuck. We need to make shit happen right now <laughs> because when I saw water all over the bathroom and all over the floor, it was get shit done. Mode. Oh yeah, I needed towels, fucking old shirts fucking let me start making phone calls uh let me find wrench it let me just start well i need to start fixing shit and i could not fix shit because i didn't know what the fuck i didn't know what the fuck where it was coming from i turned the main water off that was coming to the house that didn't do anything this water was coming from the septic basically the sewage so jumped online found a number for roto rooter thank god they were open 24 7 i gave them a call said yeah i got kind of emergency here i've got water pouring into my bathroom potentially could start leaking into my living room thereby uh, aka my fucking house yeah. so if you can send somebody out here uh, uh that'd be great uh, they were like cool we got a we got a nice lady uh, who's uh, on call she's gonna head out your way pretty soon uh so she called and she was like all right first things first do you guys have what was it called a drain a clean out drain and uh i know what that is i've installed them in houses before and i was like yeah uh you know what i we have to have one, but I have no I have no idea in my yard where it is. So my wife and I, again, out in the cold and the rain, are circling around our house, waiting on her to get there, trying to find this uh this this pipe cover. Everybody had pretty much everybody has one for their house. You'll know you've seen it before. It looks like a PVC pipe, about five, six inches in diameter. It has a cap on it, and on the cap is a big square uh block. You use that to unscrew it, and you can basically get in your drainage system and, you know, unclog it and whatnot. So we're going all around this house, and uh, we just, just couldn't find it. And I'm like, man, I, I used to mow this yard myself since we moved in. I've never seen it. I know we have one, but I have no idea. I'm out trying to find where the, where it could be. We just couldn't find it. So like, that's okay. If push comes to shove, we can just, we'll, it's, it sucks, but we're going to have to pull one of your toilets up, and then I can run a snake through it, and then we can run a camera through it to see where this thing is. So we we didn't find it. She shows up about an hour later. Thankfully, by this point, we had stopped the water as best we could. Uh, but there was still a, an excess of water in the bathroom, and there was still water in all the and all the things I mentioned earlier, and still bad. 
So her and I spent a good 20, 30 minutes outside. We were checking neighbors' yards, like where they have theirs. Some neighbors had theirs in their driveway. Some some of them had them by the utility area. Some people had them uh, just in random spots in their in their yard. And we tried all these things in my yard. No luck. We found one in our neighbor's yard that we thought maybe theirs and ours were tied together. Nope, no luck. So we came in the house and we had to pull one of the, one of the toilets up. Uh, that led to more water getting yeah. in, the, in the in the bathroom. Fortunately, we had uh, my wife and I at this point had made like a towel slash <laughs> old nasty. Well, not nasty, but old used shirts. Like I had a bunch of sh- old shirts in my garage that I used for like oil rags and whatnot. Right. And we had basically made like a dam mm-hmm. so the water couldn't get to the living room and also luckily we didn't have a shit ton of water in these areas and all the water that was coming up was from those areas so once all that water came up it was pretty much done so she rips the toilet up first thing she does is put one of the snakes through and this one's got a 75 foot length on it okay uh and at this point, I'm now taking a tape measure and measuring about where the where that toilet outlet is from, like a wall to my house, and then going outside and starting to measure down, pretty much in a straight way to the driveway, basically trying to measure out where this fucking pipe, right. uh, this drain cap is. And she's feeding it through and feeding it through, and I'm going back and forth outside, back in, measure, measure, taking shovels, digging in the ground, trying to find what I can. No luck. And then, bam, she hits the end of it. Mind you, we don't have a very we have we live on like a quarter acre, like we yeah. don't have a huge yard. So she hits seventy five feet, and I'm like, well, that's almost to the road. So I mean, do we just not have one? So we had to we had to reel that back in. She got a hundred hundred fifty foot one. <laughs> and did that one then we finally found it and then it got it didn't get worse it just the bad news came around apparently and no i don't know the extent because we didn't have the camera down there long enough basically she ran the snake through the snake finally cleared out what was bad but when we ran the camera through we discovered that oh man chris because you know you know my luck's just the fucking greatest luck in the world there are roots growing through my sewage lines i do not have a fucking tree in my yard (laughs) i don't have any bushes or shrubs or nothing but by god there's fucking roots going through my shit i guess really really strong grass roots who fucking knows (laughs) so there are multiple things that are gonna have to happen soon I just don't know when because it's going to cost money. I have multiple avenues of how I can handle it. Uh, She did offer that I could have the the city come out and look at it, but she said it's probably not going to do any good. They're probably going to research it and tell you what I'm already telling you, which is there are roots here, and if they have to fix anything, they're just going to fork it to you, and the bill's going to be on you anyway. So... I can go out there myself because I've 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 worked with PVC pipe before. I've worked with laying sewage lines and shit. I could dig all the roots up, cut the damn line myself, replace the pipe myself. I can have a company do it, which will cost a grand or two. 
it's going to cost a lot because they got to dig everything up and then have the city come out and make sure it's all coded and all kind of other shit. Um, an avenue that I'm thinking about right now, I say think, but I've actually kind of started it. I'm just going to get some fucking damn near tree killing chemicals and throw it in that fucking sewage drain and just let the roots die away. <laughs> Maybe that'll get rid of it. But it's not going to get any better. Right. I mean, there are live roots that are... And again, I don't know the extent. It could be one or two and the camera just got stuck on them. Or it could be a network of them that have just annihilated my sewage lines. I don't know. What I do know is that she brought the shit in. She snaked it. My sewage my sewage line since that night, which I think we finally got done about 2, 3 in the morning. But our sewage lines work now. We can take baths and showers and fucking flush the toilet and all that's fine. But... That's just the, that's the fucking kind of luck that I have. And I, I say that full well, knowing that we're all adults. We all have houses and apartments and, and, and trailers and whatever. We all have shit like this happens, man. Shit, shit happens. But when somebody tells you, when they look out in their yard and say, yeah, buddy, you got some big ass roots growing through your, through your line. And you like, I don't have anything that has roots. So what the fuck? It's just my luck. Yeah, that uh, sucks. sounds about like it. Yeah, so that'll be handled sometime eventually. Um, I'll I'll have a what to do later on down the life when I decide to get off my ass and handle. I'm either gonna just let the I'm just gonna kill the roots off myself, or if if I have to, I'm gonna get the thing fixed. I just don't have I don't have the willpower to do it right now, and I definitely don't have a couple thousand dollars to throw at somebody to have them do it. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, as far as gaming goes past Xenogears, I'm not so much in a turmoil. I'm just kind of in like a free form fucking around with games. Uh, the first game that I jumped on for no apparent reason was uh, Turok for the P the PC version, the Steam version. I have played Turok 1 and beat it again. This is another one of those, you know, two decades ago things. I played a little bit of Turok 2, but not enough, not anywhere enough to tell anybody anything about it. Uh, I just felt like going through it. I don't even know why. I just saw it on my Steam list, and I was like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I've been meaning to play into that. And I'm, I don't know, like two or three levels into it. It's fun. It's, a, it's an old first-person shooter with uh, modern first-person shooter controls. So, you know, I'm killing it. <laughs> there was uh, a point that I started playing Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, I have put that aside because, number one, I put another 100, 200 plus something hours into Persona 5, and I just came off dumping another 50 or 60 plus into Xenogears. Kind of want to hold off on RPGs for a minute and just go play the field. Uh, I So, for those that don't know, as of this episode, this, uh, this late, late December episode, a couple weeks ago, or less, uh, Katamari Damacy Rerolled was released. It came out for the Nintendo Switch. I want to say it came out for the other two as well. What I did not know that it came out for was Steam. This is the first time a Katamari Damacy game has been released on Steam. So, even though it's not even my favorite Katamari, and it is not on, I, it may be on sale right now because there is a Steam sale right now that ends January third. Uh, I immediately went over to the Steam store and purchased that thing for the full thirty dollars because fuck yes, I will support Katamari. I will absolutely one hundred motherfucking percent 
support Katamari Damacy in any way, shape, or form. Because if that revenue can go to that company to make them go, we need to make another Katamari, please do. So it is basically a up-res version of the very original Katamari. You're not going to get all nice. the bells and whistles that like beautiful Katamari is going to give you, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. It is still Katamari. It's still you, the prince, rolling around everything up into a big ball with some really good, really catchy music and some up-res graphics from the PlayStation 2 era. I am five, six levels in, and... This goes for any Katamari. This is just, I can pick up any Katamari game and just get this closed eyed, wide fucking ear to ear smile of joy. I love these games. I, I've been such a big fan of this franchise since the first time that I finally went, all right, fine. I'll play one and see what it's like. It is good. It's always been good, even when some of the games kind of... A lot of the games have a lot of things rehashed. I mean, they reuse a lot of levels. They reuse a lot of assets. Doesn't matter. They do them so well, and I have so much fun with every single one of them. So, yep, plunk down $30, have it on my Steam, hoping that they do more like this. I do want to offer one very tiny criticism. I was honestly nervous about bringing it up because I don't want to cause a fucking shit stir. And I don't even know how to say it, gentlemen, without it sounding racist, I guess. They 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 did change the prince's look. Because this is a up-res game, he looks a little bit more rounded. He has a little bit, little bit more curve to him and everything. But I noticed immediately in the original Katamari Damacy, he has these black pellet eyes, and they are they are slanted upwards. In this game, they they slanted them down. They look like regular level eyes. I don't know why that decision was made. I feel like that is a stylistic choice that they made on purpose. Like, yeah, let's let's not like have his eyes in this Japanese game so slanted upward. Let's let's put them down to a normal level. I don't know if they thought that was racist and they decided to not be, so they designed it that way. I may be reading way, way into it, but when I saw Prince on the screen immediately looking around, I was like, why does he look different? He looks different. He looks I, something's off-putting, and that's 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 I just figured it out. His his eyes don't look the same, so I feel like they decided to not have racist slanted eyes when I never thought that way about the prince. I didn't care. I I that's part of his look. I didn't go. Oh man, why are his eyes so? so tilted uh anyway don't want to make a huge deal about that because again i may be the only one and it's not it is what it is it's whatever but it's that has absolutely nothing to do with the gameplay it is still katamari that you know i recommend that you two go out and buy to support this fucking franchise and i encourage every single person that hears this episode to tell every person they know that has steam to buy this game the more the more eyes people get on this, the more that 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 hopefully you know Namco will look at it and go, hot shit. We either one need to do this for the other ones, or two, hopefully, let's go make another Katamari. Let's bring Katamari back in the light it deserves. 
Uh, the last game, uh, I'm sorry, I've closed my Steam out for fear of it conflicting with Audacity, who knows. <laughs> but there was a, I'm just going through, just just in general, guys, as, as closing my week, I'm going through my Steam list, and I haven't really found anything that I'm hardcore working on. It's more like, you know, the flitting, jumping from game to game to game kind of thing. Uh, the last game that I've been playing a little bit, I've, I'm, I'm almost at the first boss of this game uh it's kind of a side scrolling 2d uh uh how do i describe this this guy's side scrolling 2d platformy it's uh it's a, the main character is like a wizard has a wand uh Al- alwa's awakening is what it's called huh. uh and i'll ju- i'll just leave it at that it's nothing uh you you get you get items throughout the game that you can use like the first item you get is a, a like a wand that I'm sorry, it's a gem for your wand that lets you put blocks anywhere you want them. Think of uh, Link's Awakening when you got the the, the wand of Saskatchewan. I forget what it was called. That lets you create blocks on the field. This is 2D side-scrolling, not top-down, so you can use that block and you can push it around and it'll let you access areas. Sort of Metroidvania-ish. Uh, very old-school, very, very tied into the 8-bit graphics and music, so... That's just one of the games I've been playing on. I've had some ideas of games I want to go try out. Uh, I just haven't really settled on anything. I did buy most of the Dang and Rapa games. Uh, that was a strong rec- recommendation from the two best friends, super best friends back in the day. And I may try them out. I just don't know when. So I haven't really settled on one particular thing. I'm, I'm kind of in that working on a few games at one time deal. And uh, yeah. That's that's pretty much been my week. Eventful, uneventful, games down, games up, and now just general gaming. Uh, Chris, what about you, man? What's your week been like? All right. Ready for another long week? Oh, boy. No! All right. Two hours. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Go. Nah. Um, I could. I totally could. Um, but I'll keep it short. Shorter. Well, we'll see. Um, so... Let me actually pull up the spreadsheet because I put them in a particular order. Uh, so we're going to start out bringing back the Destiny 2 segment. Uh, started my week. Um, Woo! Monday, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I uh, I was like, you know what? There's the Christmas event going on, the holiday event going on. There's a DLC, the Black Armory DLC dropped. I don't even know how long ago now. I'm like, all right, I need to load it up and at least check the event out if not the DLC. So I load it up and I'm like, all right, I know I'm behind, etc. But let's see what, you know, pops up on my map and I'll go do some stuff. I am so behind on that game. Um, it almost feels kind of overwhelming at this point. Uh, I know that feeling. Th- so normally, and I know it kind of varies on DLC and whatnot, but normally when they raise the level cap by a significant amount, your minimum drops, you know, there's a new minimum. So if the new, I think the new power max power level is like 630, 640, something like that. Ridiculous. Uh, I am at, I want to say 520. So I'm technically, I think over a hundred levels behind. So I'm like, all right, I'll start getting drops. The blues will drop at like 560, 580, something like that, you know, to get me a huge jump. Nope. Still dropping below my level. Like, well, shit. So that means... I'd have a lot of grinding to do to catch up at this point. Um, so I, I kind of got a little discouraged. 
Um, I played for four hours, whatever day it was I played, and I enjoyed it. I I love playing Destiny. It's such a great game. It's just one of those things. It's a time sink, especially now with the new way they're doing the power levels like this, where you don't get these jumps, even with the DLC coming out. It mm-hmm. makes it a lot more time consuming. Um, I do need to check and do some research. I'll say this now. I do need to research what drops at what levels now since i've made all these changes um what i could what avenues i actually have for raising my level it could be not bad but i just don't know and just based on those four hours i went up like two three levels but that was just normal weekly stuff you know this wasn't anything new i was doing this was what i did before the update and what i'm doing after the update same thing same same results if you will as far as Mm, level ups so i kind of feel too far behind now um, I might have to wait for year three or whenever they uh, bump up the level again and raise that minimum level to play some more. Uh, let's see. Next on my list, uh, Magic Arena, MTG Arena. So I mentioned last week briefly that they changed the rank system. So the new rank system is so fucking good. Uh, it's nice to see them making progress on this already fantastic game like they are to where they changed something that was so screwed up and now it actually makes sense um and this goes in line with their whole magic esports thing that they're starting next year i think i talked about it last week um they're putting so much money into it um i got up to gold four which is the lowest gold rank uh this week and it took me like two days to go from bronze two to gold four um because I, it actually matched me with people that were, you know, my relative skill level, and I managed to win more than I lost, so I went up. Um, so this is good, yeah? Yeah, you no longer drop from, like, silver to bronze. You will drop, like, silver four to silver three, but you will never drop below that, you know, main tier. So now that and I'm refresh gold- my memory, th- yeah. this this is and more things like this, these are, these are things that the community complained about and they went, yeah, let's fix this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Good. I don't even know Good. that. Excellent. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> it's kind of funny because with that, they changed all the game modes. I talked about that again last week some. But there is so much upset right now because the ranked ladder is best of one instead of best of three. And that's just upsetting huh. people. Um, which they've said, yeah, we're working on best of three. They wanted data from best of one first. Before they rolled out the best of three, you know, they just released a whole new ranking system, a whole new ladder system, new matchmaking system. Give them a break, you know, give them a little bit of time to get some data, patch up any issues they find with this. And then they can roll out the best of three where the hardcore, you know, magic players can go and, you know, spend hours in games with each other. But yeah, I'm enjoying it so much. Uh, This new rank system and, uh, they still have the free play mode, so you can go in unranked if you want, uh, which is really nice. I'll do that when I just need wins or something. I'll go in with a, uh, my rip, my uh, red burn deck, which I used for another event that they, was a couple of months ago or a month ago, I think. Um, it's not a, total, a viable deck at all, but if I get lucky on draws, I'll get a win, and that'll give me my daily stuff. So that's all I use it for. Moving on. Um... So I had previously played uh, most of the first Spyro game in the Spyro Reignited trilogy. Uh, since I was kind of in my 
funk of not knowing what game to play. I was like, all right, well, I should go finish that up, right? Because um, I was so I was on the like last world or last level of the second to last world, which is essentially almost done with the game. So I went and I took the hour and a half, which is all it took me, finished the game, got 120%, I think it is. Uh, so I'm now officially done with the first Spyro game uh, in the trilogy. Um, I did nice. not start the other ones yet because um, I just didn't feel like it. <laughs> um, yeah. It's such a fun game. Uh, I don't really have much to say, but I just played it and beat it. Uh, it's it's interesting, I will say, to have boss fights that aren't just, you know, go uh, face-to-face with the boss and just, you know, go back and forth hitting each other type thing. Um, they're actually, like, essentially puzzles and other mechanics to it. You don't just enter an arena and charge at the boss. Uh, let's see. Next. All right. Persona. So I put some more time in Persona. I'll pull up how exactly how much as I'm talking. Um, uh, f- Persona Five? No, Persona. Oh, okay. On the PS Persona. Classic, Persona. <laughs> okay, okay. This is okay. This isn't general Persona talk. He's this been is Persona moving that 1. triangle around. Persona the map. One, absolutely. Um, gotcha. So I have put nine and a half more hours into it. Mm-hmm. I think that's about right. Um, I will say, well, I don't think the game is bad in any way. Or I won't say in any way. It's not a bad game overall, is what I actually meant to say. Because um, mm-hmm. it does have bad things about it. But it is not a game that I find myself enjoying after like four hours straight. At about the four hour mark, I'm like, yeah, I should go do something else. There's only so much of it I can take at once. And it's, it sounds bad to say that, but it's just that it's it feels very repetitive at times in certain dungeons and stuff. Or so in the here's dungeon- the question. Yeah. It took, if you turn the sound off all the way on Persona, replace it with Persona 5's battle music and like town music and stuff like that, would it make it better? I don't have any issues hmm. with the sounds. Um, if you're just like, I'm just going to completely re-overhaul all no. this. It, it'd, be, yeah. it'd be catchy music to listen to while playing, but no. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't change the game experience. Um, it's kind of the issue I'm running into is I feel that it's very... Well, first off, they're like the Velvet Room. I had no idea there was even one in the dungeon I was in last. And apparently I've missed other Velvet Rooms. So I went like, I don't know, 15 hours of gameplay without ever entering a Velvet Room. Um, So I feel like I was a little uh, at a disadvantage. Because once I entered the Velvet Room, started creating personas and actually changing them out on you know, my party members, it's an entirely different game at that point. <laughs> so yeah. it's one of those things where I, I thought I just hadn't got to that point yet, but I got so lost in this one dungeon that I was like, all right, I need to stop, look up a guide to tell me where the hell I'm supposed to be going. Cause I swear I've explored this entire thing. My God. Sounds like me and Xenogears. The lack of information on the internet about this game is mind blowing. Really? I'm like, okay. I go to Game Facts, look up FAQs. There's only like two. I'm like, okay, that's fine. It's an old game. That's not unusual. It's not a super popular game, you know, like later in the franchise. That's fine. There's still two. So I pull up one. I go to that part. I'm like, oh, great. This person did not format their guide. So it's like 8,000 words in one block of text. 
I'm like, all right, well, wow. let me do a let me do a control F, find for the area I'm in, and find from there. I'm like, okay. And all it says is, yeah, go. You need to go to the fifth floor, and that's where he, the thing is. I'm like, well, it's not so simple, you know. You got to understand that that thing was probably written down by like some 13 year old back in the beginning of the internet. I don't know. They're so old. They are that very kid, old. That kid's too. like thir- that kid's like 30 now. You know. <laughs> They yeah. had just like scraped together enough money to buy a Windows 95 computer so, and, a, and a modem. <clears throat> so I'm like, okay, that's frustrating. But I'm like, maybe I missed something. So I went up to where the thing said to go. And I'm like, yeah, this isn't the same room the FAQ is telling me. I'm like, all right, let me pull up the other one. And it's like, okay, the where, the place you need to go is on the third floor. And then it's a straightforward path. I'm like, okay. I go to the third floor and... I'm looking, and I'm like, I've explored this entire floor. It is not a straightforward path. There's like 16 different branching paths. Which one am I supposed to take? And I'm like, all right, I'll take this a step further. I'm actually going to Google Maps for this game. So, you you know, Mm -hmm. there are none. Everything that comes up is for the, like, PSP remake or whatever remake they did, um, which I don't know if it matches. Because I didn't look, uh, because I was trying to find specific for Persona 1 PlayStation version. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm actually thinking about going back and making maps, just to post on the internet so they exist. Because, wow. my God, this is terrible, and we need yep. maps for this game. Um, yep, and you are, doing, service. <laughs> you are doing a solid stand-up job on selling me on going back and playing Persona 1 and 2, I'm telling you. Because, right. man... Woo! The I don't know. I mean, I'm still playing it, so I'm still enjoying it overall. But there's just these moments, and and that's kind of a minor thing. It was really my fault all along because there was one path I had missed the little entrance for, and that was where I needed to go the whole time. Because mm. it's one of those things where, you're like, yeah, this guy's office is on the fifth floor, but because of the whole persona world changing, you know, thing. You don't have straight hallways and elevators and paths. So you have an elevator to the fifth floor, but basically leads it to a dead end. And you're like, of course it does, because that would be too simple. This wouldn't be a dungeon then. <laughs> so you have to go around, go through the third floor, take the elevator or take stairs and then take the elevator and then go up some more stairs. And then and then you're finally where you need to be. And the story progresses. But the door's locked. No, no. <laughs> you're like, son of a bitch, there's a key. I literally well, spent, I want to say, an hour and a half in this one dungeon just trying to find out where to go. That's how oh, long man. it took me to find that one path I missed. And the only reason I found it was because I went, okay, there's no maps. And this is where I got my thought, you know, I'm going to make some maps. I started exploring the entire map so that when I went to the uh, map menu, it showed everything revealed. So that I could then take like a screenshot and, you know, post it and stuff as a dungeon Wow. Map. I found yeah, you are not uh you are not gaming it. You're like writing shit down in notebooks and taking pictures. <laughs> yeah. That's when your teeth come out. Yeah. So this and I'm I'm now further uh, officially further than I ever got before on the original PlayStation because I own the game. I've mentioned that before. Good. Um, I think I surpassed that at like the six hour mark or something like that. Um, but the story is interesting. Um. And one thing I forgot about this game is the people in your party that you have actually depend on choices you make at points in time. Uh, 
so when I was reading that guide, you know, I had looked and there and I had accidentally got to the part where it started talking about the boss fight and I was like, I don't want to read this, but uh in it I saw a character name and I'm like, I have no idea who that is. Or I was like, I didn't know they were a playable character, you know, for your party. I thought they were just an NPC uh that you encounter, you know, another student, if you will. Um but no, if you choose not to take someone and someone else joins you and I was like, right, I do remember that. Um so something to keep in mind if you do go back and play is your choices when you take people do matter on who you get to play when. Mm. But yeah, overall, I'm aside from getting stuck like that, I'm enjoying the game. Now that I've got more personas, I'm dominating enemies I couldn't dominate before and that were just wiping the floor with me. I constantly felt underleveled and it wasn't that I was underleveled. I may have been like one level, but it was because I didn't have personas. Um, and that just, like I said, makes a world difference in this game. Uh, Who would have thought? Yeah, right? Yeah, it's not like they named the game after. Yeah. Um, all right. Next game is Spider-Man. So yesterday, the last DLC in the... Or, let me rephrase. The last episode of the DLC dropped. Um, again, another short one. Uh, I think this is probably... Probably my favorite one out of the three. Um, unfortunately, it also seems to be the shortest one. But I'm not sure if... Well, it's it's hard to say for sure because in the other ones, uh, I did, you know, DLC story, DLC side stuff, kind of at the same time. I alternated essentially um, in between missions doing side stuff. This one, I did a very little side stuff uh, until... Or I did these side quests, but I didn't do these side... Uh, objectives to uh, screwball or whatever her name is stuff. Uh, <laughs> that, that well, that's literally her name, uh, her villain name, if you will. Oh God! But I also encountered a minor bug, which I'll talk about in a second. Overall bugs, but I encountered a bug where the little crimes that happen around the map they weren't spawning, and I didn't realize it until I beat the game or beat the DLC. I was like. Hmm. I, I was like, okay, what's my percentage? I'm like, 70-something percent. How? I have nothing on my map. And I hover over a district, and it's like, yeah, zero out of five crimes in this district. I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen a crime almost since starting the DLC. I did, like, one at the beginning that it, you know, forces you to do as part of some story thing. But I don't remember seeing any other spawn. And I sling around the city for a couple of minutes, and I'm like, you know what? They're not spawning. So I do a quick Google search, and... I see results from like when the game first came out of this happening to people and they're just like, yeah, just restart the game and it'll start spawning. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So I did that, went to the menu, forced closed, etc. Went back in. Yep. Crime started spawning. So they would actually finish getting hundred percent of the DLC. Um, huh. So doing everything took me four hours, but the story part of the DLC only took me an hour and a half, um, which is pretty on par. The other DLCs I think took three hours three and a half and then four hours for overall 100%ing them. So with side stuff, it was a little bit longer, but not by much. Um, it wraps up enough um, for DLC. Uh, they still have hooks and they present more hooks to kind of hint at either more DLC or, you know, Spider-Man 2. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff uh, that I would like to see after that. Uh, and hopefully a longer game. Uh, but on top of that, after finishing it, 
I was like, all right, now that the DLC's all out and I am 100% through the game, I think I'm going to start the new game plus because there's a trophy for it. Oh, okay. And there's also a trophy for beating the game on the hardest difficulty. I said, all right, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do this because I don't know how hard it's going to be, but I'll go Mm -hmm. ahead and start it. So I started it up, started getting enough fights. I'm like, okay, this isn't bad. Um, And I kept playing and really there's... There's only a couple fights in the entire game that are really challenging on the hardest difficulty. Uh, huh. Most wow. most of it is just like playing through on normal. Uh, you take uh, more damage from enemies, but after playing through the entire game, 100%ing everything, they're kind of pushovers. You know, I'm used to the combat. I know what I'm doing. It's not like it's a first playthrough where I'm learning mechanics and stuff. Um, though, I will say, as embarrassing as this is to admit, I completely played through the first playthrough, missing part of the web-slinging traversal mechanics. Um, Oh, really? When you're in the middle of a swing, if you press X, you do a little boost jump off of it. Uh I forgot about that. They tell you that at the very beginning, in like the first three minutes of web-slinging, you know, to do that, that completely changed (laughs) traversal. (laughs) I hadn't been doing that in my other, you know, 40 hours in this game or however long it took me. To fully 100%. <laughs> I think it'd be about 30 hours, um, DLC included. Yeah. So I was like, wow. that Yeah, that's kind of nice. Made it completely different. Uh, made some of the missions easier where you're doing chases and stuff. Because <laughs> I had that little bit of speed I wasn't getting. Um, so, and then that was last night. And then this morning, I was like, all right, I'm going to play it. And I think I can finish it today. Um, on the hardest difficulty, New Game Plus... It took me seven and a half hours to beat total. Wow. That was skipping wow. every cutscene I could. And obviously New Game Plus having all this stuff and doing no side stuff. So you just slammed it. I you did. just like, fuck this entire game. I was like, it's I'm just going to get it. through it. Um, I played through it. And so something interesting about that, like I said, skipping every cutscene. They do not let you skip the reveal cutscene uh, at the end of the prison break. Um, the one that's from the tra- E3 trailer, uh, uh-huh. that one is unskippable. So they want you to see that moment. Um, that's weird. And I did watch the ending again. I didn't skip that because I was done with the game at that point. I knew I had time to watch it. Um, yeah. Man, that ending is so good. I let it play out and it was still just as emotional as it was the uh, first time playing through. Yeah. I wish that game was longer. Uh, could use so much more of it. Um Let's see. Anything else about Spider-Man? I don't think so. It. Um, they added a few more costumes. I really like one of them. Uh, it's the second one you unlock in the DLC. Otherwise, they're just more costumes. The one, I think they revealed it uh, online. It's actually from the latest movie, the Spider-Verse movie. Uh-huh. Uh, they have a costume from there, which is nice. Uh, but I don't really... I haven't seen it. And it's one of the more cartoony looking ones. I don't... While it's amusing, I don't like the cartoony ones in that game. It's not, it doesn't match the art style. So it's like, eh, eh, I don't really, yeah. So the reason I could keep going on with my week for a lot longer is because I bought a couple of new little toys. um, One being the NES Classic. Okay. And the other being the SNES Classic. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. Oh, my God. So I, I just looked at the box for the SNES Classic. 
because um, it arrived yesterday while I was playing Spider-Man. Uh, and I haven't, I haven't even finished hooking it up yet, so I haven't played it. But just reading the box, I was like, man, this is an intimidating box. There's these games. Yes. Man. Uh, I'm like, I, I'm going to lose months once I start playing this seriously. Uh, mm-hmm. I did hook up the NES Classic. Um, I didn't touch any of the RPG games yet. Uh, I did play a lot of the other ones. And I'll go into more detail another time on the specific games once I've, you know, kind of got through more of the games on the uh, classic itself yeah but, just to just to ramble off these games because admittedly i am a third generation gamer i i stake my claim in gaming with the nes even though i had an atari 2600 the snes has always been it's to this day is still my favorite console i will probably get an NES classic at some point in my life but honestly i'm not hard up to get it but yeah. this fucking snes classic chris super mario world mario kart okay mario world right off the bat there's a there's a several 90 something plus levels in that game already lots to do mm-hmm. legend of zelda a link to the past holy fuck stop the presses my first super nintendo game i ever owned stellar arguably greatest zelda game of all time right there in your face f-zero okay all right some more racing stuff super metroid stop the fucking presses again arguably one of the best metroids in existence bam right there must play street fighter 2 you like street you like fighting games there you go punch out mid stop punch out's really good pretty good uh, Castlevania 4, okay, yeah, damn right, good Castlevania game, it's, mm-hmm. that's the old Castlevania play style, so hell yeah, Donkey Kong Country, f- stop, great platformer, awesome game, shows the prowess of what they could do back on the SNES graphics, Mega Man X, what the fuck, <laughs> Super Nintendo, please stop, what mm-hmm. are you doing, one of the greatest Mega Man games ever made, holy shit, we're still we're we're not we're halfway done. Kirby oh, yeah. Superstar, lots of Kirby games in one roundup. Holy hell! Final fucking Fantasy three, man, top tier, arguably the greatest RPG of all time on this console. Kirby's Dream Course. Why not throw some fucking a wacky Kirby game in there? Second <laughs> Kirby game on here. Star Fox, the original, the OG. Find yeah. out where this game got its flying roots from and why people still want this game in it. This this kind of gameplay from Star Fox. Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Arguably one of the best platformers ever fucking made on this console and ready for you to play. Super Mario RPG. Holy shit. Did you get enough RPG with Final <laughs> Fantasy 3? You didn't. Well, here's another great one. Yeah. Uh, Contra 3, great Contra addition to the whole franchise. Secret of Mana. Here is another RPG with a twist on it. This is action RPG. Earthbound. Moving on. Super Ghouls and Ghosts. <laughs> this thing is fucking... Th- this is insanity. And yes, I know, much like the NES Classic and the PS Classic and any other whatever classic there is out there, you could. there are other games. I know uh, Adam would love to see Chrono Trigger on here. Uh, th- th- there are lots of picks, but this this is solid. Oh yeah, this is this is twenty games where like fifteen, ten to fifteen of them are must play. Like they are, they're awesome. So yeah, of all the picks, man, this and there's no there's no PlayStation Classic shit of it's a different version and it's different this and different that. I 
I would like to have this in my house and try the games out because I want to know if they're using emulators or not. I, mm-hmm. I need to know. And I can point a couple games that I can tell. Most of these games I can listen to and go, mm, that's not the original. I, I need to know that. If they are, that that's just even better. Yeah. Even better. Yeah, and I, I so, went yeah. online. I don't know if we talked about it on the last episode or if I heard it on another cast, but there was talk about they're going to discontinue them, the NES and NES and SNES, the both console classics. Um, yeah, and they're not going to make them anymore. Um, I didn't mm. get them when they originally came out because they were sold out everywhere, and I wasn't going to buy it off eBay for hundreds of dollars. Um, yeah, but the NES Classic is like fifty bucks, six sixty bucks, and the SNES Classic is eighty bucks. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to grab them both. Worth it. Um, yeah. It's the only thing I will say about the NES Classic, and I need to double check, make sure I didn't lose it or misplace it, I should say. But it only comes with one controller. Um, but the SNES Classic comes with two. Nice. So I was like, hmm. And the PS Classic comes with two. It's like, hmm. Again, <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Not that really there are many games on the NES Classic you care to play with two players anyway, but it's mm-hmm. just a little interesting thing. But all right. I wasn't going to talk about anything else NES Classic related except for one thing that I found out when I was plugging it in. So we talked about the PS Classic and it not coming with an adapter. So I opened up the NES Classic like, hey, here's the adapter that the PS Classic, you know, doesn't come with. And I plug it in. I look at the cable. I'm like, okay, yeah, plug it in. I'm like, wait a second. I look at the back of the PS Classic. I'm like, these are the same... These are the same cables. They both use the same version of USB. I look at the voltage on the NES Classic uh, adapter part. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, 5 volts. That's what the PS Classic requires as well. I'm like, let me try something. So I unplug all my PS Classic cables, plug in the NES Classic, turn it on. It works. So like, okay. So I turn it off. I unplug the cables. I plug the same cables in the back of the PS Classic, turn it on, powers right up. What? I'm like... Okay, here's what I think. I think they made the PS Classic and Sony decided everybody's going to have NES Classics or SNES Classics. They can use that adapter. So we don't have to include one. Huh. If that Uh, is the reason, that is fucking brilliant. It's a shitty move, but that is brilliant. Yeah, but who wants to go back and keep swapping power cores around whenever you're... I know that sounds really first world laziness, but... well. So here's my thing. I only have one outlet, so I'd be doing that anyway. One outlet free, and it has to share with the Christmas tree. So it's either mm-hmm. you know a classic console <laughs> or the Christmas tree plugged in right now. Uh, Christmas yeah. tree is currently winning. Um, but come you know Wednesday, that won't be an issue. I'll have my one dedicated classic port on the power strip. Uh, you know my first world problems continue with power allocation here. Um, mm-hmm. So all I do, I have them actually stack the NES Classic with the PS Classic on top of it. So if I want to switch, I just boop, 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 boop. And funny enough, the ports on the PS Classic are the opposite direction of NES Classic. So you have to uh, flip um, the uh, the cord. That's the only difference. Same cords, hmm. everything. It's great. Well, that's good, man. It's good to hear. And like I said, I I don't know when I'm going to get it, but I, I definitely, I, of all these classic console th- remakes and shit, the... 
the SNES is way up there on my list. And that's even with me having pretty much all those games physically and the ability to emulate them if I want to. I just, mm-hmm. it's it's nice as hell. And I think of, the the NES has great games, there's no doubt. But that that's that's a lot of good shit on the SNES, man. Maybe Hope Santa a lot will bring you one. Maybe. Like the Jolly Ranchers. Let me, yeah. The, oh God, I forgot about that. A little, yeah. little, little quick, weak intervention there. So, <laughs> I get a package at my door, open it up, and it's. Uh, I didn't even. I didn't look at the shipper on the front of the label, but when I ripped it open, apparently, I the 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 packing label or the shipping uh letter that came with it the invoice was up at the top portion of the of the the package so when i ripped it i just paid just threw the whole freaking top part away with the invoice in it and there's a five pound bag of jolly ranchers there now i put those on my amazon wish list because i had purchased those before i still have about four and a half pounds of jolly ranchers (laughs) from the package that i bought and i asked uh, first thing I did was send a text to my wife, and I said, "Hey, you didn't by chance like buy me some Jolly Ranchers, and then b- but you left it under my name." She's like, "Nope," and I was like, "The fuck did these Jolly Ranchers come from? Uh, did I, I? Well, I guess the company like had a fuck up and sent me another bag. I checked my orders. I didn't order another one by accident. I didn't have it on like a recurring <laughs> thing. So cool, free Jolly Ranchers for me, and." About nine, eight o'clock at night, whatever, Chris sends me a text and goes, Hey man, did you get a package from today? And I was like, You son of a bitch. <laughs> He's like, Yeah, man, Merry Christmas. I was like, I was trying to figure out for so long today who sent me those Jolly Ranchers. And all he had to do was read the thing that comes inside of yep. it. Yep. That has a so note. So then I went to I didn't I didn't put it. Yeah, it had a note on it. Uh om nom nom from Chris. <clears throat> and uh so I, I didn't I hadn't thrown it in the trash yet. I had just set the damn thing inside the bag. So I pulled out of the bag and the invoice fall, fell out of it and I was like, Oh look at there. Look at there. Persona <laughs> ruined him. He likes to have voice acting now. If he has to read shit, man. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> uh speaking of persona, but you don't have to start with that. Adam, tell us about your week. Oh man. Uh Persona, not a, not a whole lot of a not a whole lot of gain this week on Persona. Believe mm-hmm. it or not, it's not a uh, it's not Persona's fault. Uh, I am around the oh I want to say the fourth maybe fifth palace. Mm-hmm. It's getting into the uh, late September time frame, and I'm uh I'm grinding it out. Yeah, trying to make. I'm at the point now where I need to get new personas. But, like, the personas I have are good, and I don't want to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't fucking want to lose this persona. Just go fuck yourself, new persona. Just take them to your, <laughs> take them to the velvet room and throw them in a the compendium. You can buy them later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we had, uh, I had that, and uh, mostly this week has been in, in an anime week. I've only, I only really got about five hours total. That's about maybe... Two hour, two and a half hours one day, two and a half hours the next on Persona. Yeah, um, but been mostly an anime week. Okay, really. Uh, oh man, we had we're just now getting to all the uh, the episode twelves on you know my typical Crunchyroll semi-class uh, viewing things, mm. and uh, I took a took a couple ideas down 
you know, as far as like which ones I thought were like the best. And uh, Tokyo Ghoul has had a fucking phenomenal third season. Okay. I don't know if uh, either of y'all have watched that at all. Nope. Not yet. It's in my th- it's in my some to list to do though. Okay. If it's in your list to do, you need to put a giant fucking asterisk there and don't watch season two. Okay. <laughs> you can watch season two, but you don't need to watch season two before you watch season two. Okay. Um, the issue is that they decided to do that thing that animes sometimes do and just say fuck the fuck the source material. Mm-hmm. And they, they made season two based completely and utterly off like a side uh, issue. So this anime <laughs> adaptation is all fucked up. It's a great <laughs> anime based on a great manga, but they fucked the execution of this all up. Mm-hmm. You got season one follows the manga. Season two goes off on a side story, like a, you know, like a we wish this happened kind of thing. Yeah. And it'll wrap up right there. If you if you finish watching season two, you just put the whole damn thing down and walk away. <laughs> but if you go to watch season three, it's like, nope, nope, back to this point, start over. And you're like, what? But didn't he do this all? No, none of that shit happened. This is what happened. Hmm. And uh, it's a great story. It's fun to fun to watch, but just go into it knowing that season two is universally panned. Gotcha. So, but you finally got to see, you got to see something that really you don't get to see a whole lot of in anime is... Uh, you get to see like a, a an actual relationship progress past the like high school fucking shit, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And it's like now he's got a you know he's married to this chick and he's got a kid with her and da 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 da, da mm-hmm. and how that changes his perspective on how he's attacking these problems and stuff like that. Really cool, really cool. I love that. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. I didn't read into it. I'm. It's one of the animes that I haven't followed the manga on, but I will eventually. Yeah. And uh, I. My my just go off on a little side tangent here. One of my philosophies is if I haven't heard of a manga and the anime is coming out, I will watch all the anime before I read the manga. Okay. And the the reason for that is I don't want to ruin the anime by double checking it against the manga every fucking time it does something. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, um, absolutely. Because I know that, like, it's the same thing for, like, if I know a movie is based off a book or a TV show is based off a book, I'm waiting for all of Game of Thrones to get finished before I start reading it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Luck. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't read it before, you know, that's the, I, I started watching the show first, not going to read the source material until after the show wraps up. I did it the other that's way. That's just, <laughs> yeah, and once you, once you get... Because then you start nitpicking shit. You start seeing the seams. Like, that wasn't supposed to happen. This guy was supposed to go left instead of right. And mm-hmm. He was going to meet a donkey, and the donkey could talk, and blah, 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 blah. And you're just... You, <laughs> now Now you're hung up on that instead of what's happening, you know? I, I can understand that, yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> with uh, with anime, I really, really try not to do that. If I, if it's a, something I've already read the manga on, because I just fucking randomly picked it out of a hat, and it got an anime... Uh, then yeah, I do that the entire time, and I can appreciate the differences. But you know, I've only had one one anime ever really piss me the fuck off with the adaptation, and that was a little known anime called Fuka. Have you ever heard of that? Either um, you? I think I've heard of it. I don't think I ever saw it. I recognize the title okay. though. Uh, it's F U U K A, Fuka. Yeah, and uh, that's the name of two of the characters in the show one of them actually doesn't appear in the anime 
but it was a uh, uh, just a spoilers, I guess, unless you don't want to hear it. But there's a uh, there is a plot moment that happens early on in the manga, probably ten chapters. I actually want to say probably twenty chapters in, and uh, of like 150. Essentially, this guy meets this girl, and he, you know, kind of likes her, and she wants to start a band, so he starts helping her, and he learns how to play bass to help her, and she can sing really good, and they, you know, they, things happen, and they, their band is taken off, you know what I mean? Early on in the manga, this person dies, and, like, they have to, like, it. the story changes from, like, the typical, like, Oh yeah, we're gonna fulfill our dreams and we're gonna do all this stuff and be all these wonderful people to, oh my god, we lost like our best friend. What the fuck are we gonna do with the rest of our lives? And like the band breaks up and the other guy's like, I want to still do her dream and blah, 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 blah. And he goes through this entire like soul searching arc. And then, you know, he meets another girl and she has the same name and he has all these problems. Thousand years later, they reform the band and they actually do pretty well. Hmm. In the anime, she just doesn't die and they go on. They, they go on to end it right there. Oh, no, no, they're cool. They're awesome. They become awesome. Yay. And I was <laughs> like, what? Well, fuck. You know, there's a lot of character development you threw out the window right there, buddy. Yeah. You know, and I, it just, I was incensed. I was like, oh, man, this, this got, this got my goat. Got it. It's walking away with my goat right now, and I can't did stop it, it. Did it activate your almonds? Yeah, my almonds were fully, fully 100% activated. And, <laughs> I was just, I was pacing around the house like, fucking bullshit, god damn, and uh, yeah, no, that, that's one of them ones where it's like, turn it off, I gotta, I gotta just go smoke for the night and go sleep, because I'm, I'm too angry about this, <clears throat> but, got sidetracked there, uh, <clears throat> another one that's wrapping up right now, uh, we just got episode 11, was Goblin Slayer, and it's actually looping back around, they skipped this uh particular plot line to, from the manga to go to uh a different one and i don't necessarily disagree with it it was pretty cool uh now they've come back and done it again and it's got a it feels kind of a little different but it doesn't really feel different enough to where i think it, it like made a major impact but they are about to hit i understand why they did it because this is a really emotional moment in the series and they wanted to make sure that it was the season finale you know it was like the the last arc of the season Right. <clears throat> so we're going to see some cool stuff coming out of Goblin Slayer here. Next episode next week is going to be awesome. Uh, Index 3 has been continuing. It was, uh, it's still going. It's once again, it's one of those things where, you know, I told you like this is a very involved plot and you really have to stay on your toes and know who the fuck they're talking about through Index. It's almost like Zeno Gears. It's like, hey, you know who item is or member or blah 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 or what all these groups are fighting for or why they why it matters who they are mm-hmm. oh you don't well then you're lost <clears throat> so yeah it's when it's another one of those ones it's really good if you know what you're doing if, if you know what's going on but if you can't keep track of it then you're not gonna you're gonna be kind of like oh what why why are we doing this uh bunny girl senpai is almost done it just got done with this episode 11 so one more left to go on it and oh this show has been strong the entire season and i didn't expect because i haven't read the manga on this one but didn't expect the twist they threw in there and it it is like Mm. (laughs) gut-wrenching i was like oh oh god so yeah that 
the last little arc happens with his sister and like some bad shit happens and he's just you feel for the main character as like he's it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time so he's just utterly conflicted yeah and so are you you're just like oh man my my whole life is full fuck right now i need to go reevaluate my priorities so it's a really good anime this this particular season <clears throat> so and they we're just now getting into the finales next week is going to be a lot of episode 12s unless they decide yeah. to delay them a little bit another yeah. one that came out of fucking nowhere was they had one more episode of steins gate zero they just mm. randomly showed up on fucking Crunchyroll. it had 23 episodes now it has 24 and this one was not the finale huh. it was like i guess they like had like a episode they just didn't know where to fucking put so they put <laughs> it at the end all right. And uh, it and it, it mind you, this thing ended like a couple months ago. It's been done, been done. So when it popped up on there, I was like, "There's no fucking way." There's another episode, and I look, and there's sure shit. It says, you know, there's a there's a twenty fourth episode, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And it goes right in the middle of the season somewhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Well, okay, you know, I I get to see more of these characters I like, so fuck it, I'll take one episode, just random out of nowhere." <clears throat> oh man. Uh, that's about it for anime news. The, uh, the other thing I had was, uh, ended up getting a new phone and I finally got fucking Hearthstone to start working again, which I uh-huh. know I hadn't said anything because I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal to me, but Hearthstone, for whatever reason on my old phone, decided to stop updating. Like the piece of shit, the new expansion had come out for Hearthstone and I was like, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be cool. Expansion downloads. Hearthstone just hangs at the opening screen. Uninstall, reinstall, do it again, hangs at the opening screen. I don't know if my phone just didn't have the ass to push it or what, but, uh, yeah. So, got this new phone, it finally fucking updated. I got around to, you know, because it just copied all my apps over. Yeah. And I decided to open it up just on a whim and go ahead and reinstall it. Yeah, all my shit. And it counted every time I logged in, so I got my bonuses. Nice. Like the, nice. the five packs you get for opening it during the whatever. Uh-huh. I got all those and all that kind of stuff. Got my ass completely handed to me by people that have like three <laughs> weeks of experience with this new expansion <laughs> and know all the new mechanics and all the yep. new meta decks and all that shit. Yep. So they were just like, welcome to Earth. And I was like, oh. So, uh, yeah, just been watching my rank go down very quickly. Um <clears throat> playing around with new mechanics and stuff like that. They got some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, another, in other gaming-related news, fucking Dragon Quest is on sale on Steam for like 30-40% off, so yep. I'm probably going to pick that shit up. Again, folks, the Steam sale is on. The winter Steam sale is on until January 3rd. Lots of games like every Steam sale that ever comes around. I got I'm going to end up snagging that son of a bitch real quick. But I, at the same time, I'm like, I'm sitting on this giant pile of fucking games. So I have absolutely like zero reason to buy another 40, 60 hour fucking game. <laughs> yeah. And I'm uh, hearing tell that Dragon Quest Eleven is like the 80, 90 plus hour variety. So, yeah. Is it like the 80, 90th percentile of games? Um, so it's yeah, in North America. Is there now their best selling uh North America Dragon Quest game? Really? Yep. Yep. It trumped. Okay, I think a, it was how, nine. How, are the, how are the reviews looking? 
I think it's got like 85% plus or 8.5, whatever, you know. I know it's a Dragon Quest game, so it's going to be good. Yeah. You know, but, you know, fuck, I'm going to buy it. (laughs) Yep. Do it. It's done. It's going on the pile. I don't know when it's going to get played. (laughs) Yeah. Sometime Adam fucking twenty twenty game I'll, in the backlog. Twenty twenty, you're gonna I'm gonna be like, hey, you remember back in episode like fucking two hundred episodes ago when I said I was gonna buy Dragon Quest? Guess what I played this week? Yep. <laughs> Not Dragon Quest. I did way more games have come out. I've been playing Star Citizen this entire time. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully Metro uh, It's in it's in um it's in like pre release beta now. Mm-hmm. So Oh, and uh, one last thing for my week. I, I don't know if y'all follow this, but I I have been a big fan of Team Four Star since they came out. Uh-huh, now, uh-huh. You know, it's been one of those things where you know they came out with the the DBZ abridged and all these other you know little series abridged series. They're 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 fucking awesome. If you haven't seen them, check them out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Seven abridged comes out on Fridays, so I. Uh, I checked it out and I was like, oh man, this is fucking awesome. So I binge watched like the entire first season and the second season came out and I watched all that. This last season, I knew it was coming. I fucking knew it was coming. I was like, oh, oh, here we go. Next episode's going to happen. It's going to fucking happen. So they finally got to the end of disc one. (laughs) And I was like, how are they going to fucking do this? And they just played it straight. Oh, wow. Yep. Huh. All the abridged shit, they're always taking the piss out of everything. Not this. They were just like, yep, suck it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it like Square did, and we're just going to make it hurt a little more. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was Damn. like, what? No. And so it was like, all the other episodes are like, you leave on the, the episode laughing, and this one made you just feel like shit. Dude, that's uh, that's pretty cool when you think about it, you know, because you know coming in, you're like, oh, I wonder what a wacky, zany thing they're going to do. And they go, no, this is yeah. not as, we don't joke what, about this. What this you need to remember, but you, and the, the cool thing is that the last parting shot is it goes and it shows your end of disc one save game. And it shows Eris in the party and you save right the fuck over it. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh. <sighs> Oh, it's like he goes. Thanks, 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 Adam, (laughs) for sharing your week. Thanks for sharing your week with the audience. That was oh man, dude. Thanks. (laughs) If you if you haven't seen Final Fantasy VII Abridged, it'll hurt you. I will. I will. I will. I will bump that as well. Team Four Star does good shit. I really like their DBZ Abridged. I think their Final Fantasy VII Abridged is garbage, though. Chris, you said you had another news thing that you said you wanted to discuss before we get to the topic? Yeah. So, when you were talking about uh, Katamari, I was like... Yes! Go buy it! I was like, well, I was like, okay, I'm going to go check because you mentioned it might be on sale. It is not on sale, but it's only 30 bucks, so go buy it anyway. But, and I think that's, I, I, Chris, I think that's across the board, too. I think every version you can get right now is it's just 30 bucks. Great. <laughs> but when I went to do that, I uh, I noticed my Steam had a couple of games that needed to update. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and, you know, get those going while I'm not playing anything. Uh-huh. And I noticed Seven Days to Die was on there. I'm like, okay, uh-huh. I wonder what they've updated. And I, you know, went to the store page to look at later. But one of the headlines on the page caught me, it said, A17 now released 
Now, for those that don't know, Seven Days to Die is still an alpha, but I mm-hmm. have put so much time into that game. Um, I don't know how much time, but it's a lot. Uh, That's the one where you like, uh, it's like zombie hordes yeah. attack at night. Yeah. Every seventh yeah. night, it's a super horde and stuff. Yeah. I have 200 hours in the game. Um, wow. So, and I, I haven't been playing it lately because I've been waiting on A17, Alpha 17. This is probably the biggest patch I've ever seen in a video game um, as far as content goes. They have reworked like nearly every system and added a ton of stuff. I cannot wait to play this. Um, nice. I don't know for sure, um, but this may be the one where, because didn't I give you a key for it, Michael? I think you did. Think I'm you... trying to get my Steam back up. What is the official title again? Seven Days Seven to Die. Seven Days to Die. Seven Days to Die. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. You may have, but I don't see. I, man, I don't have it. I don't see it on here. You didn't use my code, man. I may. Damn. Not I, I, I think I gave you a code for it, but yeah, this patch. I'm. This is what I'm gonna be doing probably all week. Just so you cool. know. Uh, cool. And if I hope this is the patch that I can start playing and go. Okay, now anybody that's been holding out on playing it, now go play it. Uh, yeah, because the last yeah. update they added a lot of stuff and it made it. Oh, it made it was improvements, but like their electricity system, which I don't know what changes they made to it yet. But it had some issues. But you still had electricity in the game now, which added all these things. You know, new base mechanics. I talked about it on previous episodes. So them reworking like every system, uh, perks, stats, zombies, AI, vehicles, completely redone. It's yeah, I can't wait. Nice. I also had one small news-ish thing I want to discuss. I promise. Give me two minutes. We're going to go straight into the topic. Uh, Some upcoming games for people that are not in the loop, I guess. There's a new Mortal Kombat on the way, but we don't know an official date yet. I'm pretty sure I'm correct in saying that. Uh, Doom Eternal uh, does have a release. It doesn't have a release date yet. I have a slip that says it's supposed to come out in December of 2019. So, (laughs) oh boy. Uh, January of next year is going to be fucking crazy because Kingdom Hearts 3 mm-hmm. and Resident Evil 2 Remake comes out on the same day. Holy hell, I have both of those games pre-ordered. I will probably have to flip a coin to decide which I'm going to play first. And, you know, I really should since I have the 2.5 or 2.8. I don't remember which. I should go ahead and go back through the first two. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 comes out a couple months later, March 8th, and I think as far as the new games, that's all I'm really concerned about. I know Adam is, like, foaming at the fucking mouth for Anthem. That comes out next year, so... Yeah. That'll be good for you. Foaming at the mouth to walk exactly. That'll be good for you. Just walk right by it and be like, huh. (laughs) Fuck And keep on walking. Guys, I know, I know we're several weeks late, and I absolutely do not give a fuck. Let's talk about the 2018 Game Awards. I know all three of us have stuff to talk about about this. Uh, I'd like to really quick run a run a, run a brief a brief rundown of uh, what all went on, and uh, let's just snip the points that uh, that happened, and then we can just talk about it uh, more at the end. So, right off the bat, or right off the bat. Right off the brat. <laughs> right off the brat face. Uh, 
the the crazy ass dude from last year was brought back in, uh, and I may be saying his name correctly, Yosef uh, Fares, I believe, the guy that was like fuck the Oscars. Everybody remembers that guy. Uh, they brought him back, and he was on stage. A little less key this time, I think. I'm pretty sure some people had uh, severe talks with him, <laughs> so a little, a little bit toned down, still energetic, still uh, a little bit wild, but. Not so many crazy wild f bombs and scripted enough to where uh, Jeff Keeley didn't have to be like, "All right, guy, you need to. I gotta get on with the show, so you gotta." <laughs> so I thought that was a nice little nod. Uh, so they started th- 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 this format that they're doing, and I, I, I do apologize. I meant to go look back at the first like four or five to see if they've been doing this from the get go, but uh, and I also don't know if the Oscars do this as well, but they would in the middle of other announcements and uh trailers and whatnot they would randomly just throw out awards without the whole mm-hmm. ceremony and bravado of people being on stage and announcing it like they would show a trailer and they would be like all right well let's go over this game reward and it went, goes to these guys and it's just that quick uh so right yeah, off the bat that's actually really weird yeah. yeah, I don't. You know? I don't know why. Maybe is this an award show or a giant fucking like fake convention? Well, the thing is, uh, I'm assuming because okay, because I know you want to get into this, Adam. We're gonna get into it. I promise you. Yeah. The, the game you cannot treat the game awards like the other award shows out there. As much as they want to be like them, they are not like them. I don't know if the Oscars, for example. Uh, or the Golden Globe. I don't know if they show movie trailers in them anywhere. If they don't, whatever. But Jeff Keighley and his crew have a way that they do the Game Awards. And that is doing little events uh, like playing music and showing gameplay footage of, of, of like upcoming games or trailers. I'm a fan of that. I, I think that's fine. I'm not saying that this is the go-to venue for it, and I'm not saying that it's better than E3, that this is not a game presentation show. It's a game awards show. I get it. But it's pretty cool to watch something like this and get a trailer of something new coming out. That being said, with them adding these trailers and everything else into it, if every single award was done exactly the way it was supposed to be, number one, I think that'd be pretty fucking boring. But second, what? that's you're looking at three and a half to four hours of a show. I don't know if I want that. This what? was already this is already two two and a half hours as it is. Do you really want a systematic thing where they call somebody up there? All right, hey, I'm so and so from so and so game designs. Here's the nominees, and the winner is yay. Say your speech. All right, you get down and all right, I'm so and so. You say it like game. it's like that, and but it's not. It's not necessarily going to be like that. That's for how one, it is in the Oscars, that, isn't no, it? No, no. Haven't you watched the Oscars? No, I don't. I honestly don't. <laughs> okay. I, I really don't. But no, that's not how they do it at all. It's not like a big... That's not how they do it at all. No for, way at it, all. It's a big dramatic thing when it needs to be. But it's not like best thir- third guy that ever appeared in the movie. Best extra. You know, best blah, blah, blah. They don't do all that shit. Okay. The big, the big meaningful awards are the ones that get... You know, the, the Tom, but all the other ones still have stuff, you know, say they're doing four movies. They show a clip from what they show the best actor award. They show a yeah. clip of the first guy in his movie. Then they show a clip of the second yeah. guy in his movie. This and is they how show, they do it now, in the they, game awards. No, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. 
for some when they of them. Fucking, for some of them. That's how it should be for whenever they do their awards. I think, I think they, you're misunderstanding the point that I was trying to make. I was saying that if they took every single award that they do in, say, the Golden Globes and systematically did them one after the other, after the other, after the commercial, commercial break, one after the other, after the other, after, that's boring. The Game well, Awards do doesn't that with do the that. Oscars either. The, the Oscars has, like, some dude come out. I mean, I, I remember one year they had, like, Robin Williams come out there and sing Blame Canada. I mean, this shit. You know, yeah, it's not, and the Game it's, Awards it's had like, Mick Gordon come out and play a fucking Doom anthem. So, yeah. The that's performances, cool. The performances are not what I'm talking about. I'm saying that the reason why they have these, like, okay, for, for right off the bat, the best action and best RPG got announced just like that. Didn't get presented. They just came out and shat them and out. And he deserves the, somebody needs to come out and slap them for that. Yeah, I understand that. My, uh, my argument is not against <laughs> that. I'm saying that if they took out everything else... And, and they just made it where bring person on stage, announce nominees, announce award, leave the stage, bring next person on stage. That th- the trailers to di- me, it's a you're making the, a false choice. I don't have to, I don't. Ha- it doesn't have to be one way or the other. There are other ways to do it that don't involve either of those. And what I'm saying is that's what we should. You know, it shouldn't be the way it is, and it shouldn't be the way you're describing. It should I like be, the trailers. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't like know. Them. The, the trailers, I think, take a, the, the trailers are one thing that they're doing wrong. The other thing is skimming over best RPG. Yeah. But when they have the trailers and you skimmed over best RPG, now I'm looking at the trailers like you got fucking in there, but you didn't fucking put best RPG in there. Fuck yeah. you. Fuck I your agree. game. I do not agree with RPG getting blown over like that. I can, I can, pick out to get awards that I don't think should be should be uh stepped over and I other people around me can do it for I don't know what the reason man they could have drew fucking straws and said look it's fucking fair game half of these are only going to get talked about the other half are going to get presented I don't know I'm not Jeff Keighley I'm not his crew I don't care uh if this is systematic across the board like we can go back and see how the other years handled it if say best action game is always getting just announced by word and not presented then we have a problem but i i, I don't know I, I don't agree with it i think everything should be presented but they're choosing not to do it that's not a hang up for me the hang up that i definitely am against is no 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 game announcements no game trailers this is the game awards they can do however they want to do and they have chosen to do it this way this is again they're not saying that hey hey no more e3 folks no more no more expos when you want the latest and greatest trailers you've got to come to the game awards that's not what they did at all what they did was how do we make this our thing and make it different well fuck what's more exciting than being at a a, a swanky event and then going oh yeah by the way final fantasy 16 trailer coming at you what i wasn't expecting that i thought it was just a bunch of people that maybe i do or don't know opening an envelope and presenting an award now i get this awesome game trailer cool hmm. the whole show isn't game trailers they're just spliced in there well, now I mean it's again. half game trailers and half commercials uh, it's and the in, in between them they say some names sometimes it's a fourth trailers and a fourth announcements and a fourth the presentation and a fourth actual on stage events I mean there, there's a mixture of things I don't know and I look at that I look at it and I go man this just reeks of everything I hate about mainstream gaming 
Well, just like it's like somebody paid them for this spot, and oh, now man. now money is involved in it, and it doesn't feel like. <clears throat> Who is it that does the Oscars? It's like some some association does. It. I can't remember. God, why can't I think of it? No uh, like the Academy Awards come from you know the 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 actual Academy, the Actors Academy, stuff like that. When they when they come from some separate organization picking its own stuff, that makes that makes more sense. When it's like. The Game Awards brought to you by Capcom. Capcom fucking sweeps the goddamn awards. Well, shit. Well, I don't. You know? That just, that's what that's the conflict of interest that kind of I immediately pops up. Think that works that yeah, way that's either? Because even works at even all. yeah, e- even Easy Allies spoke up on this. They said e- we we are also on the panel, but Easy Allies only gets one vote. So we in Easy Allies had to come together and make our votes, and those got tallied up, and we sent a vote. To the game mm-hmm. awards so they take a poll of votes from the community it's not jeff Keeley and du boys voting it's right them putting out a poll and going what do you people think and it's from the community at large be it developers uh informants whatnot they also have fans voting and they will even tell you this is what won sometimes they'll tell you this is who won by the the votes and this is what the the gamers think so i don't i know i completely know and understand that grimy messy sticky black hand voting shit you're talking about where it's just let's throw money under the table and get them to win because whatever I don't see evidence of that here. There, there are more yet. ways to manipulate a vote than doing that. Say, what game? They gave you four options for a game award. What's the sixth game or the fifth game that didn't get put on here? You know? Yeah. Sorry, I, this I, is boring, Chris. No, it's not. It's no, it's not boring. It's just I, I, I was wanting to get into this at the end of all this recap, but we can totally hash it oh, out. We're now doing it. We're doing it right up front. Again, I've said this before about the Game Awards, and I'll say it again. I, I I didn't even know your mentality on the Game Awards. I, it doesn't really affect my opinion anyway because no. I'm own, I have my own. But I, I watched the entire Game Awards on my little fucking smartphone in St. Mm. Croix, and I had a fucking blast the whole time. And half of that time, I was also thinking, man, this is fucking awesome. This is cool that another a further step in the gaming community to where somebody can go out there and go, well, when it comes to music, we have this award. And when it comes to TV shows, we have this award. And when it comes to the movies, we have this award. Fuck y'all. When it comes to the games, we have this thing. It's formal. It's fancy. It's up it's there. We formal. have people. It's... It is formal. They had fucking Phil Spencer, Sean Layden, and uh, Reggie Fizeme on stage in suits at the if same all fucking in a time. Bathroom, then that doesn't make it formal. I mean, you know that it's the attire. It, they had like the, people the in the professional industry wearing. getting on stage presenting awards. They, I don't know That's what was cool. not that. But when I when I'm saying like it's not a black, you know, I. What do you call it? A black tie affair, right? It's another stylistic choice by them. There's when you when you look at like the you look at uh, okay the best movies and the the Grammys and stuff like that. People roll up there and they they look in a in a certain. It's like the most polished they can possibly be. 
I think that's and you, if you were to take a picture, I don't think that makes it not formal at all. It, it is, is still a. I'm saying at the same time, it, to me, when I look at it and I go, "Here's a picture from the Grammys. Here's a picture from the Oscars." And Maybe, here's the gamers being gamers and being the immature people that let, they are. Let me let me let me wear wacky costumes and stuff like that on stage. Oh Lord, we we'll get to that. But let me let me curb your your game awards hatred for just a second. I think you're misunderstanding what I mean by formal. What I'm saying is okay. Think of, say, GDQ. Uh, I guess this is kind of more towards Chris, because I think he's seen more GDQ than you have, I'm, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, uh, a lot more. GDQ first started, Chris. Remember back in the day, it was like 20, 30 scraggly, nerdy kids like in a basement setting mm-hmm. almost. It did and now today, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now today, depending on who is actually playing the game, there's two, four, six to two or three hundred people in a venue being broadcast around the world. That's what I mean by the Game Awards being formal. I'm not saying they're fucking eating caviar and drinking two thousand dollar glasses of wine in a black tie. I'm saying that there is a worldwide streamed event where some. Somebody, Jeff Keeley, gets on stage and says, hey, world, hey, this shit is serious. You got a big award that you give people for the movies. We've got a big award that we're going to give people for the game awards, and you're going to pay attention. And guess what? The world pays attention now. And I am not allowed to criticize it, apparently. No, you can criticize it. <laughs> That's what, what I'm saying. saying. You can't. I'm, these you, are my gripes how, with it. How can and I'm the saying guy, that it's not formal enough, and it's not... And it, it's got a lot of things in it that make it, uh, it just kind of hurts its legitimacy to me. Formal and I look at it that, and I go, what? I, I don't care that it's formal enough. I'm not even, it, it, this is semantics that don't even need to be argued. They can get up on stage in their fucking underwear. I don't care. That's not the thing. It's that it's, be, it's being presented in a way that makes the world care. And it's trying to. There is no other Game Awards thing that's doing this right now. And if there okay. was, and they decided to go, okay, we're going to have a formal dress code. It will be three-piece. Your suit better be $3,000 or le- or more. Like, what the, I don't fucking, nobody cares about that. The gamers don't care about that. And the further you're going to go that way, the less we, the it, audience that you're, matters, you're, you're doesn't making, care. You're making two different points here, and it's really, it's weirding me out because I don't understand what you're trying to do with it. I don't understand you're what this, you're trying to do giving, by bashing the say, Game Awards as the, as a gamer i don't get it okay so you want them to be more hey we're here we're gamers yeah cool notice us we're we're we've grown up but we haven't grown up at all look at all our wacky costumes uh, well, okay all right let's let's pause right here months. what wacky costumes are you talking about one fucking guy that won an award got up there there's which, one guy, like, there's as one I said, guy that got up there and as i said we'll address in a minute topic. when we get to his part of the of, of, of the show but everybody else is either biz caz formal or just wearing i saw what the god of war characters guys were wearing i thought his fucking suit was pretty nice we see shit like that at the music awards all the time there is no wacky costumes, and even if they were, depending on the how close it was to the game, if Shigeru Miyamoto gets on stage and has a three-piece suit, but his shirt underneath is a fucking Zelda, uh, is the is the Triforce. Okay, so we can't take him seriously, the fucking creator of that shit, because he has a Triforce T-shirt. Come on, man. Come on. This thing doesn't. All I'm have saying to- is you've got you've got one 
one set standard and the other set standard. You got to pick one. Yeah, you either want to show that this is a this is a big to do and we can be taken seriously now, or you're like, okay, well we're still we're still radical. We're still in the nineties and our hats can, are backwards and we're being this way. You can be way. taken seriously and still have fun with it. They are not mutually exclusive. I'm not saying that they are. I'm saying that when you you know make the the comment that this is the only game in town, and then it's you know all wacky zany fun and it kind of a lot of it, but it wasn't. a lot of it doesn't look very polished. A lot of it doesn't. There's a lot of inter- interviews like that one last year where the guy just runs away and they didn't have a plan for it. It was it was all done live. That's a that's just a problem with the formatting doing it over a podcast. They can't cut stuff, stuff like that, and it's not. I don't know. That's, it that, it just it rubs me the wrong way. It rub and there's something about it, it just throws me off in comparison to other award shows. It's not to say that other award shows don't have problems of their own. It's just saying that this is what I see wrong with this, and for whatever reason that incenses people. You know, it's like you can't talk shit about it. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that these kind of things just kind of put me off to it, but they do. I still watch it. I mean, I thought it was I still great. Appreciate, I still appreciate what it's trying to do. I'm not trying to put it down for trying to do something. I'm just saying, okay, well, you tried, and in my eyes, you could have done better. Here's where it is. Does that make sense? I suppose. I just I don't know I what mean, else you want from it. Yeah. I, 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 I tried to exp- <laughs> we, I, I know, thought I know what you were trying to do, but what I'm saying is I don't know what more things you want to add to this. Like, I don't know what direction you want to take this because this is for us. And I watched it. I I enjoyed it. I I had a good time, but it seems like I'm not supposed to, I guess, compared to other award shows. See, that's how you're choosing to take what I'm saying, but that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a good time with it. I'm not saying that I didn't have a good time with it. I'm saying I have an issue with some of the things they do, and this is why. Well, let's continue down the list then, and we'll see what other things you had a problem with or what things we enjoyed or whatever. So the the action game got announced right off the bat. Dead Cells. Okay, I can stand that. I can, I can handle that. Uh, I'd say that kind of means something when an indie-style game you know, kind of comes up from yeah wherever it comes up from. I, you know, what I didn't do was go back and get all the nominees and well, just like I have it down. on the spreadsheet. So way, yeah, I guess we could do that. But <laughs> in yeah. my eyes, did the did Dead Cells beat out God of War? Was God of War even an, even a even no. the nominee? The nominees okay, well, were Black Ops Four, Destiny Two, Forsaken, Far Cry Five, Mega Man Eleven, and Dead Cells. So hey. won it. Yeah, I'll take that. That I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm all right with that. Uh, but best RPG was announced next, and that yeah. was Monster Hunter World. Now, this was very curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monster Hunter World feels more like an action game. Yes, I guess I do not consider it an RPG. I, I understand it has RPG elements, yeah. but I do not consider it an RPG. It is very much a action quasi open world. It's yeah. not really open world, but it's got some elements of open world to it if you will but yeah totally yeah. action 
Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like we could go through this whole list and I, I, I don't really want to do a breakdown of every single one, at least like nominees to what one. Mm-hmm. But I will say that just just from the jump, you tell me that the best RPG was Monster Hunter World. On one hand, I'm happy Monster Hunter World won something. On the other hand, I don't think it should have got best RPG. So, yeah. Uh, what do you think should have won? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't have the nominees in front of me, and I'd we'd be here all night if we were going down every single list and scrutinizing what should have won. Uh, when but I look, Chris, what? Yeah, what RPGs were nominated? It was Dragon Quest Eleven, uh, Nino Kuni Two, Octopath Traveler, and Pillars of Eternity Two, along with Monster Hunter World. I fully expected either Nino Kuni Two or Dragon Quest Eleven to win. Um, yeah. I guess Nino Kuni 2 hasn't had the reception that the first one did because the first one blew up. I don't, I didn't enjoy it when I played it, uh, yeah. but I fully expected Dragon Quest Eleven to be the winner. It was yeah. Monster Hunter World. Yeah, yeah. And from what I've seen, like I was looking at that on Steam because of the Steam sale and all mm-hmm. that. But it's good. Uh, apparently, the gameplay is really good, but the story got a 3 out of 10 on one review I read. <laughs> it was still overwhel- po- overwhelmingly positive as yeah. far as the reviews go, but yeah. is that really an RPG, or is no. it like a... No. Yeah, that's an, and that's another detriment to the RPG niche of this, that, like, the, to me, the story of Monster Hunter is so negligible. I mean, it's like having a... Right. It's, it's like having it's a just story... There, it's, it's like the scenery, you know? Yeah. It's just there there to facilitate the gameplay. It's like having a story of, of Mario World. Like, if somebody really wants to come in and question why these people are going out and killing monsters, here's why. If people really want to know why Mario does what he does, here's why. But you don't go to this... It's so There's so many things that are opposing to this. You know, you don't go to Monster Hunter World for the story. You go to it for the, the monster hunting and the action right. uh, and you go to an RPG for the story primarily so uh, odd choice odd decision yeah. odd I would have went with I would have went with the, the Dragon Quest or I would have went with Pillars of Eternity but yeah well, I, guess. I honestly half expected Octopath to take that one but you know whatever I mean, Monster Hunter Octopath, I've heard nothing but good things about Octopath Traveler story yeah and the game etc but uh, so then we had the first, to me anyway, the first shocker of the night, the first like stand up clap. What the fuck is going on? All three main presidents on the stage, all at the same time. You got Sean Layden, you got Phil Spencer, and you got Reggie fils And they're just giving a, you know, hey, gaming unites people, unites us yada 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 have a good time with the game awards enjoy the show and it's that's i i really enjoyed that that was Mm -hmm. uh i half expected this to be like i was kind of crossing fingers for some kind of merger announcement of some sort like (laughs) hey we're gonna have this new ip coming out it's gonna have you know new characters from all three of us or of course it didn't happen and it didn't have to be this was three of the titans on the same stage standing next to each other just saying hey enjoy our show here you go uh han zimmer at the 2018 awards okay designing they designed a whole entire new theme and this is supposed to be the new theme for the game awards period so i think all those other shows we discussed earlier all have some kind of show uh some kind of theme or tune or something and han zimmer 
uh, made the one for the Game Awards. Cool. Cool. Uh, best narrative. Here we go, Chris. And Adam, too, <laughs> I guess. Mainly Chris. Best narrative, right off the bat. Red Dead 2 Redemption. Yep. Red Dead Redemption 2, sorry. Uh <sighs> I have to throw this out immediately. This is why this is why I wanted to just go down the list and make points about it because Chris owns yeah. Red Dead Redemption Two mm-hmm. and has played it. Mm-hmm. Adam owns Red Dead Redemption Two and played it a little teeny bit, but has the ability to play it and can play it and potentially will play it in the, in the near future. All I know is from the quick looks I've watched and gameplay footage and hearing most of the. Uh, gaming channels that I subscribe to talk about it, and I've heard vastly polar opposites about this game. Yeah, I've heard people that say they this is the greatest thing ever. Fucking, this is the goat right here. This is what it is. I've heard other people say uh, I was into it at first, but it's really slow and boring. To this game is shit. So, yep. My, uh, it's hard. My, it's hard for me to jump on this and be like, "Man, fuck Red Dead Redemption Two for making all them awards," because I can, I haven't played it. But this is where it's kind of important to to define what narrative is. Narrative is the story itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the uh, execution of said story. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, and that's yeah. why I'm wondering how Red Dead won it. I mean, I don't think there's gonna be. It could. I could be completely wrong. I mean, it I'm, has I'm a looking... decent story, so I don't. I don't mind it being a nominee at all. But I would put like Spider-Man over it, especially after replaying it again earlier and seeing the ending again and enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, it's so good. Red Dead yeah. was solid, but not Spider-Man good or God of War good. And that that was another thing I was going to ask is like, how would its uh, story stack up to something like? And I've heard nothing but awesome things about the story from God of War. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, as far as, don't look at, like, the flash and the flavor. Just, like, if you were to tell someone in your, you know, just yeah, if you were relaying to a friend the story of one versus the story of another, how interesting would story the story of, you know, Red Dead be compared to anything else? Yeah. yeah, it's like oh, it's, there's this cowboy and he goes around and he kills people and then he saves this dude and then the dude saves him and then they have sex and then yay, <laughs> or whatever the story actually is. But yeah, you know how well does that stack up without any of the flash, the flavor, or the the acting? How well does mm-hmm. that hold up to yeah. God of War or yeah. whatever I don't else? Think it does. And I'll. Uh, I, I'll I'll tell you now. Detroit become human being a being a nominee in there. Oh yeah, Detroit's got mm-hmm. a pretty fucking. Uh, it kind of falters toward the end. Gets a little campy ish, yeah. a little bit. I see what's coming ish, but yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, gameplay aside, you know, like you said, just focusing on the story itself. Yeah, Detroit become human. That was a good story. Yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. So. You're probably gonna hear this. I may it may slip out of me as I go down this fucking recap. But RDR two got a lot of fucking awards, and I was getting kind of getting kind of fucking arm scratchy about it because uh, it's I I don't know. It's hard for me to I I'm gonna say it even though it has no weight. I don't think it deserves as many awards as it got. I have no mm-hmm. weight behind that. I have no backing, no personal anything. But yeah, they were just knocking them out just. 
award award award. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say that if it got as many if it deserved as many awards as it got, then the award the award that it didn't get it should have fucking got. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, there should be hands down. Yep. You know? A new Marvel game coming out, Ultimate Alliance. It's got X Men are back in a game, which good. I'm, we're gonna hopefully start seeing X Men being pushed back into all forms of media, comics, movies, games, and all that. So it was it was just just nice to see that. Uh, uh, curiously, it's gonna be done by Team Ninja. All right, now I'm in. <laughs> sure, I'll take a new a Team Ninja game. Uh, they showed that commercial that's been playing around on major television right now, the whole wake up, wake up commercial. I've told my wife this too. I don't know why that commercial just bugs me. It's a lot of the normie, not normie, but this, it's, it's a lot of the bipedal regular games being shown and the whole wake up, wake up thing just annoys me. I don't know. It's just personal random tick. Sorry, I guess. Uh... I like uh, how they kept interspersing throughout this whole presentation uh, Super Smash Brothers because Super Smash Brothers Ultimate was going to be announced that were being released that night. It was being right. released in hours, and all the adverts for that were saying that, like they'd be like Super Smash Brothers uh, is coming out in a couple hours. Hope you're ready. And it was like they were really pushing uh, being aware that their game is coming out a couple hours after the Game Awards. I thought that was really cool how they did that. Uh, Best Performance Award. Best Performance. Red Dead Redemption 2. The uh, I think the main actor in that. Arthur Morgan. Yeah. yeah. Arthur Roger Morgan. Clark is his name. Yeah. That played him. Uh, okay. Beating out, uh, beating out Connor from uh, Detroit. Sure. I, maybe possibly but he played a really good character yeah he was really good beating out christopher judge i know i know i'm gonna be really heavy-handed with this god of war but come the fuck on <laughs> are you fucking kidding me this was a whole entire character dynamic change for kratos it's a completely different character this was not just a run around grunt scream character he had so much fucking emotion when it came to everything going on around him and especially to the kid it's i i, I can't do it chris i'll be here all night i just don't think it should have got it <laughs> whatever no wait weightless argument yeah. weightless argument. I, I even thought uh the woman that played cassandra she actually yeah. in uh assassin's creed she did a really good job as well, and I thought she might have been my top pick, other than maybe Kratos, because mm-hmm. um, it, like I said when I played it, it was really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Best music award got announced next. Went to Red Dead Redemption Two. Got uh, it beat Best out so music. Yeah. Yep. Best scores. Score slash music. Uh, beat out Celeste, God of War, Spider-Man, Nino Kuni 2, and Octopath Traveler. Uh, I will mm-hmm. say I've heard nothing but great things about the music of Octopath Traveler. And admittedly, okay, I, don't, I mean, God of War had good music and good scores, but it's not like every single music piece in that game riveted me. But it makes me think, mm-hmm. did every single score slash music in Red Dead Redemption 2 rivet everybody? I it haven't got heard people, annoying quick. <laughs> I haven't talked. I haven't heard anybody talk just the greatest things since yeah, sliced bread. I've never bread. heard anything positive about the sound coming from Red Dead. So 
Not, All right. Not negative, really. No, I haven't really heard anything negative either, but you yeah. think if it was that good, somebody right. would be saying, well, man, you remember like, that theme that played when Arthur took his, he was like, I love you, man, and he started kissing that dude? Yeah, that was great. Mm-hmm. But you, ne- you, yeah. never re- you never really hear anything like that. Like the orchestra, which I want to talk about the orchestra at some point, but yes. at the end when they did the Red Dead song, as much as I enjoyed their playing, they were fucking amazing. I was so tired of hearing that song. I did yeah. not want to hear it again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, Chris, help me out. I forget who. So, who did Chris judge? And I forget the boy's real life character. Who did, who did, who did, whose award did they present? Was it the best audio design? Because uh, I didn't take. No, because I, I don't think they would have done something that they were nominated right. for. Well, I forget who to present it. I'm sorry. Somebody can correct us later. Uh, but Christopher Judge, a.k.a. Kratos, and I forget your name. I'm so sorry, young boy, but the boy who did the voice for boy in uh, 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 <laughs> uh, Atreus in God of War got on stage to present an award. And it's Christopher Judge doing his fucking voice, which is just a Kratos voice. And it was so cool to hear it. And it goes, and the, and the award goes to... Dramatic pause. Read it, boy. I was like, yes, they get it. Oh, this fucking, yep. they get it. They get it so well. I love it. I love it. I don't Audience know. He, lost their minds. Too. Yes, I thought it was awesome. That's, that's, yeah. He knows it, man. They know. They know, and mm-hmm. Christopher Judge knows. Yeah, I know what you're here for. Uh, Game Awards 2018, very pro women and pro disabled. So, yeah, uh, a lot of adverts and commercials and whatnot throughout the whole entire show about, you know, I'm from this third world country and I wanted to be a game designer and I did this, you know, I did all this schooling or whatever and now I'm, uh, I'm on, a, I'm with a company or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a disabled gamer. It's been really hard for me to play games throughout the years, but now companies are designing all these things and I'm able and I'm a woman gamer and all this thing and this, I, I the the able gamer thing really really just inspires me. I I'm all about oh, yeah. that, and I'm so glad that so many companies are being about that now. Like you're seeing all these charities coming out and all this stuff, and it is it is I fortunately slash unfortunately do not know any person in my in my personal life that has you know like they're missing their entire left arm or they can't they're it's hard for them to to move properly and they need specially designed equipment to play games i don't have that in my life so i can't personally relate to it but that is awesome as fucking hell to me that they are going out of their way to go to like individual people and go i don't i don't fully understand your disease or illness or whatever explain to me what can't you do and what can you do and i'm going to design something so you can play video games so you are not left out and i love that Uh, and i saw i saw some of those commercials and adverts during this thing and it's just it's springing up more and more i see it advertised during gdq i saw it advertised just in commercials there's a commercial right now that we that was playing before we went and uh uh, before the fantastic beast and it's like uh, a a disabled kid around a bunch of people and they're playing games and he he got the fucking i I love that i think it's Mm -hmm. awesome thank you not just game awards but period companies that are doing yeah. this when microsoft put out their little ad saying hey we've made this thing for you know people with disabilities to be able to play a game 
and it, you can mix and match and do all these things you know plug in the pieces you need yeah that was that blew my mind yes. it was out of nowhere too yeah but it blew yeah. my mind and it was like finally it blew our minds and it's blowing up too like it's just being more and more in our face and i'm like fuck yeah do it man bring it awesome uh more smash ultimate pushes i loved it man i just love they kept just 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 a reminder you're a couple hours away from smash ultimate i hope hope you're ready i, I, I it, was, it was so nice it's so cool to hear it um the the lebron james of sitting oh man michael you got to do so much better at taking <laughs> taking notes savage no the one Le- knows what that means the lebron james of sitting now we have our episode title. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody, right. might, you know what? I'm going to have to go back through the wars now and watch around this time. And I'm probably going to figure it out and go, oh, this fucking guy did something. It was probably uh, related to something esports related. It may be. It may be. Well, well I, I remember me. the line you're talking about, but I ignored it for the most part. Because it was like, okay, you got to make some, yeah, lame sports comparison. Yeah. Oh God, that's bugging me now, Chris. Because I remember now. Now, yeah, I've actually got it in quotes. So yeah, somebody said this. Uh, you're gonna have to leave your. You're gonna have to stay in your seats. I don't fucking know. I'll figure it out later. Uh, next thing. Next awesome. Like holy fuck yeah thing of this show. Devil Trigger perform live on stage. I am all fucking about this every time I see it. A few years ago, they did, uh, like I mentioned earlier, they had Mick Gordon on stage doing fucking Doom medleys, playing hard, like heavy fucking metal on stage, and it's video game music. I love it. Fuck yes. I was fucking rocking out. Awesome. And plus, I can't wait for Devil May Cry 5. I don't know how your notes are organized, but that was part of the best esports player uh, announcement uh, the person that was doing the presenting mm-hmm. he made the comment uh he said that it recognizes the most dominant athlete in esports whoever wins this is basically the lebron james of sitting yes yes thank you chris you that's go. what it was so Got you're it. like six presentations well <laughs> i i skipped a lot of shit that i didn't care about and i kind of sort of stopped taking all the notes of every single award so I mean, if only there was a spreadsheet that had them all. Yeah, if <laughs> only. Uh, I take well, all these notes, do the hard work. So, so that was best <laughs> esports player. All right, so best audio design went to Red Dead Redemption Two. Best yep. art direction went to Return of Obra Dinn. I think this is when I sent a message over Discord that about yeah about I haven't haven't played Obra Dinn and I need to now because apparently this is a good game. So I, it's about so, like a ghost ship that comes back and the whole thing has got like this artistic style and you just go through and kind of try to figure out like the, uh, yeah, really? know, what actually have it. I cannot get past the art style. I do not like it. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's I one of those things that. like the whole thing is very black and white and, uh, except for, I mean, you say that, but it's actually got like the, t- if it was black and white, it'd be okay. Probably for me, but it's not black and white. It's tannish whitish. Whatever color you want to call it, I tan think, and white. I think the good takeaway from this right here is if I'm uh, I'm trying to double check the list before I just say this, but I think I'm right here. This is the first time that finally something beat out Red Dead Redemption Two for something. So good. Yeah, in the, in the current <laughs> list. Yeah, in the current list. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, Adam, I do want to check this game out. It looks interesting. And again, if it's, I, I was it Chris, was it you last year that said pretty if the, if a game wins a gaming award, you haven't played it, you just you're gonna add it to your list, or am I thinking of another? Podcast? If it wins like game of the year, yeah. Oh, okay. Like okay. I like for this year. I went and played Celeste because it was a nominee. Really? That's another yes. one. That's, uh, that's another why one I've I heard a lot it. about. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take that a step further with the next category that got an award. Uh, Astrobot Rescue Mission got best VR AR game of the year. And I'll, I, I can point to just one podcast. However, I've heard this across the board as well. Apparently, if... And now, Adam, don't take my quote now. This is from Easy Allies, and I'm paraphrasing. But if you are looking for a game that says, Hey, now you need to get in to VR. Apparently, Astrobot is that game. I've heard really? all the allies play it. Uh, pretty much like 80% of the al- allies played it. And all of them were like, yeah, man, I was not expecting what I got. I was blown away. This thing is fucking awesome. So maybe. I still if, haven't looked at it. Yeah. I, we'll see, man. If if I have a friend that has a PlayStation VR set or whatever, maybe I'll try it out. But I, I'm sorry. Even to the allies, I'm not sold on anything VR yet. I don't, I don't, I don't, not ready to, not ready to make that leap, but I'd like to try this as much praise as I hear about it. I'd like to try it and go, all right, what do you got? What do you got? Let's see. Uh, I don't have the space for it. Yeah. Content creator of the year goes to uh, Ninja. Surprise. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know any of these. Now, because all of them are Fortnite streamers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, Fortnite. The next one, this is where the controversy-ish comes up, and <laughs> I got some things to say about this. Sounds like what all three do. Best esports player, won by a Mr. Echo Fox, or, the, or his main name is Sonic, Sonic Fox. Fox. Now again, He's on same team thing. Echo Fox. Yeah, same thing like the rest of these guys. Unfortunately, I don't follow this scene. I don't know it enough, but. So the guy gets on stage immediately before, as he's coming up to stage, he has a furry suit on. It okay. Uh, okay i thought see i thought this was a gag i thought it was a gimmick or a a a bit and i'm assuming that it is but let let me let me let me make this clear though i thought that that was like his thing from the jump like no i just dress up in a goofy you know fox outfit because i'm sonic fox Fox, yeah. yeah exactly i thought it was just my gimmick then he gets up on stage and starts talking. Now, let me give some positives out of the way, okay? Because I don't want this to sound like some bash fest, but I've got some shit to say. This motherfucker was possibly the happiest person I've seen on stage getting an award probably ever. This kid was smiling, was happy. He was stuttering. He couldn't get all of his sentences out correctly. He was like fucking... Uh, ex- like 11 out of 10 for for enthusiasm of wow i can't mm-hmm. believe i won this but the weird shit that he was doing and saying was throwing me so much out of it that i was like yeah man it's awesome wait why would you say uh, okay well, yeah man i'm happy for you Woo, to wait wait why would why are you saying oh, i don't understand so basically he tells everybody on stage at a live game awards presentation that he's a furry He's a, he's he's black, obviously. As you can see that from his appearance, and he's gay, and he's like, apparently, I'm everything that that a Republican hates. Ha <laughs> ha! It's I don't know why he chose. Cringe. I don't know why he chose this stage for this format. One, two. 
uh, as Adam brought up as well uh, in a, in a well, our con- our sidebar conversation about this. I don't know why they didn't screen all these people and say, hey, you five are nominees for blank award. You need to have some sort of, even if you free speech it, just wing it, but you need to have some sort of uh, like a template for what you're going to say, and we yeah. need to screen that. That way you don't get up on stage and go, hey, everybody, I'm a furry and I'm gay cool right it's let me let's make this clear this is from the end of time cast not just michael none of us here on this podcast have anything against whatever you do in your sexual life if you're gay furry lesbian bi tri animals i don't fucking do what you want to do but my part let's not yeah i'm not gonna condone the animal part. no we're not yeah yeah, we're not gonna (laughs) condone it and of course there's there's more illegal things we're not going to get into but you get what we're saying okay we're not we're not here to bash these these ways of life but it is odd that somebody would get on stage and win an award and instead of even half of the usual stuff like thanking all these people and man i remember the first time i remember the first time i played this game And I never thought I would get here. And I'm just so happy and so excited. Uh, You guys are great. Thank you to my team. It's let me tell guys back in gym that beat me up and made me play this game every day. (laughs) Let me tell let me tell everybody that's watching this that, you know, I'm a I'm a furry and I'm a homosexual. I don't know what that has to do with the award that you were given. That makes me that was that was awkward. Yeah. And it just developed into cringe when he brought the politics yeah. into it. Yeah. And it's it, like, oh, God, just stop. Just fucking stop. I wish the hook had come out at that point. I m- mentally and emotionally was on such a roller coaster during this whole two, three minutes he was on stage. Because on the one hand, I was like, oh, my feet clapping like, dude, I'm, you are enthusiastic. You are happy. <laughs> you are like, it's almost like you are shocked that you won this. And you don't seem like the kind of person that gets, you know, awards and rewarded occasionally to why i don't care about your sexual preference man to yeah all right to i I, again i don't care what color you are i don't know what 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 is this what's what is this so i just thought it was awkward i mean i don't really i don't i don't really see an issue with him you know mentioning these parts of you know these communities are these are his ways of life it's the way he did it was kind of really the issue it was just kind of blurted out there it was like i'm, yeah. I'm this and i'm that and i'm i'm this and that and that and the other and and uh goodbye yeah i mean it's like the really? way i look at like i said i think it's very awkward but you know good on him you know you're accomplishing all these things and you're proud of who you are be yep. you you know that's cool. Just, I just wish that maybe he'd, you know, taken a couple minutes to work on his public speaking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, best debut indie game, The Messenger won that. Okay. I'm down with that because I haven't played Donut County or Florence or Moss or Yokozuna Island Express, even though I own the last one now. Thank you, Steam Sale. Appreciate it. <laughs> Uh, best family game went to Overcooked 2. I've been hearing a lot of buzz about Overcooked, but it's mainly on these bigger venues like this. Yeah. Uh, I'm really surprised Mario Party did not win this. Yeah. I have not played this one yet, but Mario Party's a classic family game. Yep. That is a huge franchise. That's an awesome series. 
Overcooked 2 I, beat out Mario Tennis Aces, Nintendo Lapo. Lapo's not a fucking game. Uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas, and yeah, the Super Mario Party. So yeah, I really thought Mario Party was going. I'm not surprised. I'm not super surprised. I should say that Overcooked won it. Yeah. But yeah, Mario Party. Best fighting game went to Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Now it only beat out Street Fighter V, the arcade edition, Soul Calibur Six, and Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. But uh, okay, Dragon Ball Z Fighter getting getting some yeah. high praise, high recognition, and I I thought it was. Is it really going to be up there with those kind of games? Is it that I've, technical? It apparently yeah. it is. This is this thing it's has become like game. a. I'm I am at Evo with all the big boys, and I am drawing equal, if not more. I've heard people say that that uh, this game has drawn more crowd than the than the usual big hitters. So damn, yeah. What I'm curious about is is there no fifth game that could even be a contender? I'm yeah, that was also most of them weird. had five or six. Yeah, most five, but there's only four. So what's missing? Is there a fighting game out there, or are we just that skim on fighting games? I think we're just skim, man. It feels like it's been uh, feels like it's been a a fighter light year, you know. Uh, Best best strategy game went into End of the Breach, beat out Banner Saga Three, BattleTech, Frostpunk, and Valkyria Chronicles Four. I kind of just want to throw my vote Uh into Valkyria, but I haven't played any of these other ones, so. So really I played the first Banner Saga and mm-hmm. beat it. Um, I think I beat it. I got pretty far enough. I didn't beat it. Um, solid game. Frostpunk is a very niche strategy game. It's good, but it's, I don't know. I don't think it, I'm surprised it's even a nominee, but I can yeah. understand it. But Valkyria Chronicles blows both of them out of the water. Yeah. Um, I was about to say, uh, Valkyria Chronicles, I haven't played either of the other <laughs> games, but Valkyria, Chron- Valkyria Chronicles is ridiculously yeah fucking it's a great strategy yeah i i I would vote for it just just out of sheer principle alone but that doesn't (laughs) always win you know things so whatever uh so i wanted to speak just a little bit about the little bit they played next i know i have seen that little fucking character online before the little puppet i thought the little selfies bit while it did run a little long i i did chuckle i thought it was kind of cute I just don't relate to the puppet character or the character or the guy that he was talking to, but it made me Ninja. chuckle. So, whatever. <laughs> uh, next, we had I keep losing my damn tabs on my own computer because I can't computer good. <laughs> uh, I, well, I'm bouncing between this list now and my own personal notes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, oh yeah, indie game came up next. Yep. Uh, Celeste won that one. Beat out Dead Cells into the Breach, Oberdin, and the Messenger. Uh, so you weren't on the episode where I talked about because I played Celeste, like I mentioned ago, and I did beat it. Uh-huh, I uh-huh. completely went through the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I told Adam this, but I'll repeat it for you and any new listeners. I played Celeste because it was a nominee for Game of the Year, and I understand why it got the reaction it did from the gaming audience. It is a very emotional and personal type game that people can relate to. With It focuses on as a platformer, but the whole principle behind the game is very focused on inner trouble, self-love, you know, issues you deal with. And that's kind of the only reason, to me, it's getting this praise. 
Yeah. Sure, it has decent mechanics, but I just I feel like a Very game divisive. like that. Yeah, it it, it certainly should divisive be praised for what niche? it's. Uh, I think a little bit of both. I mean, it's not. Yeah, however you want to look at it, I think it's good for what it did, but I don't think that that alone should be a reason for it to throw it in nominee categories. Best indie, totally cool with. It's an indie game. I totally understand it being a nominee there. But when you throw it in as a nominee for Game of the Year, eh, you need yeah. more than the that kind of stuff. You need more than just the impact of what the game was about. Yeah. Because you know? speaking of, our next category, yep. Gaming's for Impact. Totally. Yep. Absolutely at home for this game. Absolutely understand it winning. I'm totally cool with that. Because mm-hmm. it had an impact. Yep. So, but next part again. This is another point in this uh, show that was, uh, man. I'm telling you, just so many clap moments, so many fuck yeah moments. So, uh, one Ed Boone comes out on stage. Ed Boone, uh, for those that don't know, one of the co-creators of Mortal Kombat. You know, one of the one of the men gets the voice on stage. Of Scorpion. Yeah, gets on stage and says, hey, so uh, I'm here, and again, paraphrasing, not quoting, so you're probably wondering why I'm here. Well, I'm here to present uh, the award for the best sports slash racing game. Yeah, so here we go. Here are the nominees. Screen cuts out, goes black, lightning effects all over the place. Fucking Mortal Kombat 11 trailer starts playing. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, you fucking, you fucking guys, you guys, that was fucking cool. Uh, when the lights come back on, he's like, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know what happened there. I think somebody got the video messed up because here are the <laughs> racing game nominees. And uh, it was uh, FIFA, Mario Aces Tennis, uh, NBA 2K19, Pro Evo Soccer 219, and Forza Horizon 4 won. Again, yeah, another game. I'm surprised game. FIFA didn't win. Yeah, uh, me yeah, too. I mean, FIFA's a badass racing game. <laughs> sports uh, slash racing. Yeah, sports. So uh, I've heard nothing but great things about Forza Horizon 4, so sh- sounds yeah. like it was well-deserved, but who, who gives a shit, man? We just got a Mortal Kombat 11 trailer, <laughs> and so well done. That's Such a one nice- way to just steal the thunder from those people yep. winning their award right there. Yeah. Such a uh, nice waited, little troll. Waited all year for this. Fuck so, us, right? on, so did you not have an issue with the uh, music in the trailer? Uh, I've heard, ble- I have heard people say, yeah, that music was out of touch, uh, out of out of character for the for the trailer. I, that's not the first time that this has been done, though. I could have sworn there's been another fighting game trailer that had this, you know, rap music in it. Did it didn't it didn't bother me. I didn't. I mean, Mortal Kombat's very poppy, and at the time, right now, that rap artist is very popular. So, eh, I I, I put two and two together. It didn't bother me. There, I didn't have an, It didn't make me like hate the trailer, but I thought it was very out of place. Yeah, there is a uh, cut of this trailer that has the old school Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. movie theme in it spliced in instead of the uh, so that. So if anyone wants to check it out, it's pretty cool. Best game direction. Here we go. God of War starting to fucking strut its stuff. Finally, mm-hmm. uh, a way out. Detroit, um, Spider Man, and Red Dead Two. Red Dead getting beat out by God of War. Okay, I'm cool with that. Mainly because yeah. again, Red Dead Two didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Best action adventure game. Okay, God of War. Start to tip the scales again. We got a uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, Spider-Man Red Dead Redemption Two, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. God of War takes the crown for that one. I, yes, I, mm -hmm, uh huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Best ongoing game. Really yeah. upset that Final Fantasy fourteen isn't in this, but we got. Rainbow Six Siege, Overwatch, No Man's Sky, Destiny 2, and the winner was Fortnite. It's not, like right. not like you had something you want to say. I uh, When I w went through the nominees, because I actually did their community vote thing. I actually voted for all these categories. I think I actually voted for No Man's Sky on this, just mm. because of the sheer change and how much better yeah. the game was the amount of effort that went into guys yeah. we're so fucking sorry we are going to fix this yeah i can understand so i was disappointed to see fortnite win this i guess they I mean, can't do that you know i don't know uh best ongoing game oh sorry just did that did i not do the uh, okay so my notes are finished i don't know which of these two came first so let me just get the multiplayer Minor in order uh, well, I'm saying I took a note on what happened in the event because oh, gotcha. the uh, so out of nowhere, the screen goes black again and the fucking Persona 5 uh, Phantom Thieves logo pops up on the screen. And I did mm -hmm. say it earlier, stand up moments. I actually stood the fuck up in my hotel room when this happened. I had the phone <laughs> in my hand. I was like, What? I hope I didn't wake anybody up at this time of night because it was pretty late, you know, in mm -hmm. St. Croix at this time of night. But I was like, I what? I thought this was for the dancing or, yeah, the dancing music game. Uh, no. That's what I thought it was. No. When it oh, first came oh up. yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm standing up and I'm watching this and I have to control myself because I'm asking questions out loud instead of watching the fucking trailer thing that's going on. I'm like, what the fuck? Is this Persona 6? Are we getting an announcement? Is this going to happen? Why the fuck is Joker here? Why? I was like, shut up. All right, shut up, shut up and watch. And it shows a fucking, uh, the fucking envelope flip over and it's a Smash Brothers logo. And I was like, oh, wow. What? Mm -hmm. Fucking Joker from Persona 5, a PlayStation 5 4 exclusive, is coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate on the Nintendo Switch. The yep. fucking doors are off the hinges now, folks. <laughs> there is... You you can't discredit anything. Adam, you can come to me right now and say that fucking uh, Dom from Gears of War cannot be on the Nintendo Switch. I will slap you across your face and say, fuck you, Joker from Persona 5 is on there. Anything can happen. Like, there are no boundaries anymore. Uh, I, I don't have to go through the... I think there's like three degrees of separation of how this can actually happen. I, I don't know the separation, and I don't fucking care. There is a <laughs> Persona character on Smash Brothers Ultimate now. So, one, that's cool... Even though I don't have the game, I may never get the game. That's still fucking cool to have a guest character like that. Two, that is a PlayStation exclusive on this system. And three, hopefully, that means that Persona 5 will get released on the Switch. And that's more audience out there that can play this game. So, odd, out of nowhere, but I totally mm -hmm. support this news. Cool stuff. Uh... Best multiplayer game goes to Fortnite. Okay, sure. Uh, sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves got in there. Uh, Monster Hunter World. I could see that. 
Destiny 2 Forsaken. Chris could see that. Call of mm-hmm. Duty Black Ops 4. I think we've mentioned this before, man. I've heard nothing but great things about yeah. Call of Duty Black Ops 4. So. I actually think I voted for Black Ops 4 on this one, and yeah. I haven't played it. But just because of all the good things I've seen and heard. I, I mean, you're, I mean, it's Fortnite. It's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. So, uh, so here's where the, the night gets kind of wonky for me. Uh, I, it wasn't my battery. It, something happened on my phone, right? There was a presentation going on or something. There was like a show or something. And in the middle of that, my phone, I think it went off. Or an update happened. Something happened, and I was I lost the screen. I went no, 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 no. When I came, when I finally got back here to the Game Awards show, everybody was clapping because God of War won. Like they had already <laughs> announced it. They already went through the nominees and everything, and got it was just the fucking God of War team and and everybody on stage and and clapping. And I was like, <laughs> I was so fucking happy, man. I think I did a backflip and pulled 50 muscles. I don't know, man. Uh, now, Adam, you had something to say about this, though, about about God of War winning this award for Game of the Year when other games had so many nominations. Is that right? No, it's more like if Red Dead really deserved to win all that, one of these has got to give. Either it didn't deserve all the categories it won in, yeah, or it deserved to win this. Yeah, so yeah, yeah no, Red Dead Two won one, two, three, and then God of War won one, two. Yeah, and I and I agree. I totally agree with you on this, man. There's if there was twenty categories and Red Dead Two won ten of them, and God of War won three. Eh, there's a discussion here, gentlemen. About all these categories where one wins a lot but doesn't win game of the year does seem a little bit odd. But you know, man, I God of War won. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> I was extremely <laughs> happy. Extremely happy yeah. because yeah, there's oh, and just for people that didn't see it or just just to say it. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, Monster Hunter World, Spider-Man, Celeste, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, all of those got beat out by God of War. And that's fucking cool, man. I'm really happy. Even though we all know that Fortnite was game of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Did did you do one of the Fortnite dances when it won either one of those awards? Yeah, I did both of them. Did you floss your ass? I guess is what it is. (laughs) Got got flossy. (laughs) Isn't somebody getting sued for like stealing? Yeah, yeah I think that's uh, the joke he's making. I forget his name, but the Fresh the Prince Carlton. of Bel Air, yeah, Carlton yeah. apparently is suing, and that yeah, that's that. There's so many sour reasons why that's not gonna work, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so I w- yeah, as far as the actual awards themselves go, I was getting really salty for no real strength reason when Red Dead Two won everything, but. I was definitely happy that God of War. I mean, it's it, it is an accomplishment. That game is a fucking. It is an accomplishment, and it deserves all the recognition it gets. Can't wait for the next two, which we know are coming. Oh man, good stuff. Uh, any final thoughts on this Game Awards show? This presentation? Anything about this 2018 Game Awards? The orchestra. Yeah. Man. So that- go ahead. Go ahead. That was fantastic throughout the entire uh, 
show. And I think I've actually gotten a little bit more of an appreciation for it lately mm-hmm. because one of uh, my kids is actually a band kid. Mm-hmm. And I just saw him play uh, a couple weeks prior to this, prior to the Game Awards or something like that, around the same time. So seeing you know him playing and seeing this orchestra and you know him being a gamer, it's like, yeah, you know, this is something he can aspire to. These people mm-hmm. are playing game music uh, and just performing a phenomenal show. Yeah, it was good music. Not gonna lie, my, I I kind of prefer the, but I'm a, I'm a metal guy, so I I was all about the Devil Trigger on stage, and <laughs> I I don't think anything on stage yet, and it's gonna be some time before something does, can top fucking. Ladies and gentlemen, Mick Gordon. And I was like, what? And he just jams. Just fucking shreds your face off live on stage. And it's, uh, that's going to be my pick for years and years and years to come. Corey Barlog, man. Fucking congratulations to you, man. Well deserved. God of War is so good. Glad you won it. Uh, well, gentlemen, I guess that's another episode. Uh, what do you think, audience at large, about the 2018 Game Awards? Positive, negatives, things you like, the moments you like, the moments you dislike. What you, what would you like to see change? Uh, we could probably have an episode uh, if Adam wants to, where we just we we could just dismantle the whole show and just make it and make it better. If it's you know whatever changes we think could 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 make it better. Uh, so yeah, what feedback do you have on the Game Awards, either this show or, or at large? Uh, any games that we mentioned, you know, have you been through Xenogears ever? What are your thoughts on it? Uh, Persona 5, have you taken our advice yet? We now have three people on this podcast that are like, yeah, must play. Have you taken our advice or from anybody else that, that that's uh, told you to play this game? If not, this is like recommendation number two. 54 by now you really should play that game if you did tell us about it what you think about it uh what about destiny 2 have you are you into destiny at all what are your thoughts gripes complaints about that whole entire franchise are you up to date on what's been going on are you current anything like this any gaming news anime news anything you want to discuss with us we love to hear feedback from you uh as we all three say the conversation is what we do this for it's nice for us three to talk to each other and present it to you it's even better if we can hear back from you uh and talk to you. There are many ways you can get a hold of us. You can go to Facebook and search for End of Timecast. We have a Facebook page. You can send us a direct message, post on our wall, and maybe how you found this episode right here. We have an email. You can send us email to endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny numbers in there. Just spell it as you heard it. We have a Twitter page still. You can tweet us, retweet us, however you want to get a hold of us. We love to hear from you about anything you want to talk about gaming non-gaming whatever we're open book and we're willing to talk that's going to do it for tonight's episode hopefully we'll catch you in about a week for the next episode yeah and so until next time i'm michael i'm chris and i'm adam good night everybody (laughs) 